To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. First of all, the nerve of your fucking ass to call me and tell me your fucking problem. Fuck off. Get lost. Get off. Take your stupid subscription and cancel. Who cares, Dina? Fuck you. Fuck you, cunt. Fuck you. Get lost. Don't do my audience. I'll do my audience whatever I want. I'll piss on this audience if I Douche. I do have uh, issues about people leaving me. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want. I am a puppet master, and I want everyone to be a puppet. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. Um, I cheated on every one of my boyfriends except for Howard. For real? Mm-hmm. Really? The day I met Howard, my cheating days ended. You were a cheater? I was a cheater. I hate Beth. I think she's only after Howard's money, and she's, <laughs> and she's a real horse face. Can you bang any of those stripper broads on the uh, on the show? Teresa Lynch said you banged up. Teresa who? Oh, she was on here. She told she was in your movie, Private Parts. Oh, Amy. One of the, uh, no, no, no. Teresa, the, the one with the, oh, one no. the little ass. The big, she, she never said that. She told That's me. That's a lie. Oh. Admit you're lying. That's Tony. She told Tony. Did I ever bang Teresa Lynn? Take in New Jersey. Welcome to the wrap-up Which, show. Does any of you gentlemen believe that Beth actually loves Howard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, let's cut right to the nitty-gritty. Artie and I spent last weekend with him, and if she's in love, then she should get a fucking Oscar. Right. She's not in love. She's, I mean, <laughs> she's in love, she should get an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. See? Uh-oh, here comes Beth. Howard is Beth. Howard is Beth. I'm knitting baby buddies. <laughs> what are you doing, Abby? Uh, I'm knitting baby buddies. <laughs> You see our blonde, our blonde curly-haired son. At least you don't have to pretend your dog is actually a child. <laughs> Beth once even said to me, it was funny too, because but Beth once said to me, you know, I wouldn't mind being engaged forever. Like, like this was, you know, years ago. She was, I just think the ring is so great. I would uh -huh. love to, you know, it's romantic. And, and it's romantic yeah. and it's kind of cool. But the second. I uh, popped the question. She was like, well, let's get on the phone and tell everyone we're getting married. I went, whoa, whoa. Yeah. no, 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 we're not getting married. We're engaged. <laughs> There's no such thing. You know what it is? I'm so self-important. I just don't even remember meeting anyone. She was up here one day and I introduced you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm, cured. I'm not going to be cured of anything. I am me. I am just going to a psychiatrist so that I can feel better about certain issues in my life. That's all. Welcome, ladies and gents, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Moore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me for the second part of this particular episode collection is Mr. Len Young. How are you, sir? I'm good. It's good to be back again. Yes, we're a lot luckier than some poor sods down in the North Atlantic with the, well, uh, yeah. not North Atlantic, but, you know, down from down south of uh, St. John's towards the wreck. We've been following that, Len and I, for a while, like since it since it's been happening and just kind of mm -hmm. going through the permutations. I mean, it is, it's a tragedy. There's no question. Like human life is being lost, but there's so many other bigger fucking, there's migrant boats from Syria getting lost at sea and all kinds of, like with hundreds of people aboard. But the reason why, obviously, this one, means so much is not because it was billionaires going down that's a that's a part element of it but also because um they're they're going to see the titanic and the the yeah. the, the the irony of going to see this massive famous wreck 
and be maybe becoming part of it yourself in the process. And <laughs> it's it's just you know that there's comedians do they were sketching ideas, they were writing ideas as it happened. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it, this is a, a recreational tragedy essentially. Um, yeah. And look, a lot of people will push things to the edge for 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 a thrill, you know. Michael yep. Hutchins. You know, there's a lot of people who will who will do dangerous things. <laughs> yeah, for, sleeping for, with Paul Yates was wasn't wasn't bad enough. You had to hang yourself in the process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David Carradine. But crazy. Uh, as we're recording, as we're recording i think the uh the oxygen is due to run out so um I, yeah this is quickly going to become as i suppose the two of us and most people have really believed this has always been a salvage operation uh, yeah but, uh, yeah it looks like they will probably call it today i would say sadly yeah it's I'd say so. Yeah, they'll go probably 12 hours beyond the whatever reasonable yeah. time would be. And then because the other thing is they had one bottle of water for a one. <laughs> that was the one thing I, I you know, there's people out there going, were they, you know, um, fencing for that bottle of water? Were they, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, was one and that tweet you sent me? That was the one of the first things I thought of was, you know, there's four days of oxygen if you're one person, if you're four people. How much is there five, if you're just five one, people, yeah. five people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden it's just one. And there was, there was a Twilight Zone episode uh, about not the, not this kind of situation, but the end of the world was the coming apocalypse. Like there was going to be, I can't remember what it was, mm -hmm. like a nuclear war or something. And then it was, it was announced that it was either a test. I can't remember the exact one. I watched it when I was a kid and people went nuts in the community, like saying all kinds of things, like fighting each other. And then it was afterwards like, Oh, back to business as normal. We, you, you know, this, this has been a little rip uh, ripple in the waters. We're going to, that never happened. We didn't go after each other with yeah. chainsaws. And uh, that's probably that might be what happened. Hopefully, they all went quickly if they had to go, and uh, it was just an implosion, like we, you, like you theorized early on. Well, there was that banging sound that they heard, and yeah. uh, who knows what that was. But uh, the fact that it was every half hour uh, would lead me to think that it could have been from the uh, submersible, because if it was random noises, that would be one thing. But if it, if mm -hmm. they were doing it, they were timing it every thirty minutes. Yes. That's an indication of life. Uh, I'd so, say so, or yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or, or quarterly or whatever. It's one of those things when I think too much about it. When I when I think too much about what may have gone down in that inside that submersible, I kind of have to think about something else because it it's, is it, it it's genuinely uh, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. I mean, the only positive thing you could glean from this is at least Shuli wasn't on board doing a stand. <laughs> so, well, I'd say they had more laughs. I'd say they've had more laughs in the last four days down in that submersible than Shuli gets at a lot. <laughs> and Shuli be on the network, like, guys. Guys, I crushed. <laughs> yeah, like, like the waiting room with slow kettering, as uh, Nick DiPaolo called it once. Exactly. Guys, we are handling the Shuli Network part two. This is actually the Artie versus uh, the Whack Pack, the Hack Pack thing uh, that we already put on YouTube. And we're going into the wrap up show. And it's a long one, so we're going to go right into it. So here we go. Uh, we heard, we found out Sal Governale was the president of the Beastie Boys fan club. Everyone was a little bit sensitive about Artie's comments about the Hack Pack. And if you want to call the wrap up show, you get us at 888-STERN-100, or you can call 201-876-3239, and Artie will forward the call here. Yes, that is his real home phone number, if you can get through. But uh, let's kick off with what everyone seems to be so sensitive about, 
which is Artie's comments and Shuli coming in, Sal coming in, Levy calling. Is everyone overreacting? Is there too much sensitivity there? Is there meaning behind the words? Gary, what do you think? Here's how I see it. Artie was totally joking around, no doubt. But Artie only jokes around with people he likes to fuck with. And on something like J.D. was saying, Artie will only goof on people he doesn't respect. And to put it in perspective, would Artie ever go on that show and make fun of Howard and make fun of Howard's show and make fun of the show, even though he knew he was only kidding? Would he ever do that? He's done it in the roast before, but he's never That's just said, different. hey. That's different. That's not outside of here. And he already even gave the example. He said, you know, he called him, he called Howard a fruit because he got engaged. But that's different because you call Howard a fruit to his face. No, he did it on, um, did you do it on a talk show? <laughs> he did it on Kimmel. Huh? Okay. So <laughs> Bowie with all the, <laughs> the inside intel as always. <laughs> yeah, just within seconds, his entire theory just gets blown out of the water. Well, actually, but, um, we, should shut up, we should shut up and we should, you know, uh, offer our, 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 you know, sincerest apologies for the, uh, for the, uh, the minions of the, the long, the long, you know, suffering minions of the Mike Starr fan club who, you know, <laughs> just wrecked. <laughs> Destroyed you on the com in the comment oh, section. Man, yeah. Remember, remember like, that. Yeah, you yeah. sent me on. The, yeah, so yeah, I uh, I've I've done a lot of soul searching over that. I've had to really. Uh, <laughs> I must, you know, guys. I, uh, <laughs> guys, Mike I Starr's got, okay, family so, has forgotten him. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so all, yeah, all look, I don't know where I don't know why I thought that, but Mike Starr got kicked out soon after the, it came out. So yeah, apologies. Um, yeah, he did so, perform on look, Dirt officially, but you know, yeah. now he's just one They're with bones. the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's, the windows the windows open. It does, but but I don't know, Artie, 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 let's just ask Artie because he's standing here. The rap is that you. This is what the guys are saying. You won't make fun of somebody that you respect that way. <laughs> like, would, like, do you go on other shows that goof on Howard and Howard's show? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how else to put it except the fact that I was kidding around. I don't know. You know, I don't. Uh... But you do know that those guys are sensitive, yeah, right? Yeah, no, but that's they're gonna have to get over that. But, gonna... but is there a little? Is there a party that make, is it fun to fuck with them because you know that they're so sensitive? Yeah. Well, if you tease a guy in the uh, playground and he doesn't care, you never do it again. Right. I can say that without without any shred of doubt that that's exactly what happens. If it, you don't get the course, reaction yeah. you get, you stop doing it. Or if you get a decidedly negative reaction and they kick your ass, then you certainly don't do it again. Oh yeah, like if it's if it's a little, it's a bit like a you know like a, a killer whale playing with a a couple of killer whales playing with a sea lion, you know. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's it's easy. Uh, bullies will do that if there's no threat, mm -hmm. uh, or even someone just looking to to rip the piss out of somebody. If there's no threat and they're getting a reaction, they'll keep going. But yeah, yeah it could, that reaction can become uh, fairly vociferous, and that's it. End of story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I think with uh, I think with Artie here, he's just exasperated at this point. Yeah. Oh, because he had 45 minutes of this in the studio, and now he's going into the wrap up show. Thank God he did. Uh, that day but uh yeah he's exasperated and uh look we'll hear we'll hear him get further frustrated by this but it's uh i don't blame him i don't blame him because he's in a in a position where he's having to try to i suppose self-censor isn't it like what what that's what yeah. he's being asked to do well i mean it, it if you take the parallel of the uh, sal and richard versus Artie 
situation mm. he he's explained he did in the process of one of the wrap-up shows he's saying look guys i'll have to censor myself like we don't care we don't he goes no they're mm. gonna care they're gonna get upset they've already verbalized that they got upset because i made fun of their fucking repetitive you know interruption calls so clearly that i can't do it anymore otherwise this is going to happen again so uh they're all and i i imagine it's a lot because of just the environment shit rolls downhill and it starts from king baby and so when sloucho decides fuck you fuck this fuck it you know fuck jackie all mm-hmm. these these tchotchkes no i don't want you to release a cd no yeah. you can't have friends of the howard stern show it's just going to be stuttering john and friends or whatever so you get thinner skin and and i think it did it also helped that he hired people with already existing thin skin to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But and I'd I wonder, the env- environment makes it worse all around. It, it does. And you can't help but think that this, obviously not for us because we get to hear it, all this, but this would have been better off off the air. Like if Shudy really wanted to kind of clear this up, he would have yeah. gone to Ireland privately because yeah. it's just totally blown up in his face. I mean, this, this <laughs> could not have gone thing. worse. It, right. it could not have gone worse. And what I'd love to know is what did he exactly, how did he envisage this going? And I keep thinking, um, and maybe you, I think you told me this, that what Shuley was expecting was already to say, look, Shuley, yeah, look, those guys, are you're better than them. You know, you're, you're in the higher league than the hack pack. And that Shuley would be somehow kind of promoted to a different level than what he was currently on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And he ended up uh, he ended up having to change his story and say, well, look, I'm doing this for the group. And then he said, well, I'm doing this because I respect you. And then I'm doing this because we can't sell tickets. Well, what the fuck is it? <laughs> well, the other thing was he just someone outright messaged him on Twitter. I can't because I've been blocked since a long time ago, since when he was still on the Stern yeah. show. And they asked him, you, you that was you basically asking Artie not to make fun of you, not to connect you with the hack pack. And he goes, basically i'm like well you know it took us 15 years to get what was painfully obvious out in the open after so many bullshit stories and on top of that i don't know if we talked about it in the first episode but it 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 was if it was his bid to get airtime to find a shoehorn him into the onto the air surreptitiously somehow like tell someone to tell someone yeah gary oh i got a problem with Artie. so if you get it to gary yeah. he'll tell howard and then i can come out and i can be on the air for for once you know in, in a blue moon and yeah. um and then it, it blows up in his face obviously because he looks like a complete pussy oh yeah yeah and the, con- and the consensus look, and they sorry and i didn't mean to cut you off in the consensus amongst the callers is like thicker skin guys what the fuck are you doing like you're supposed to be comics it sounds like it sounds like an after school special now it's more than just that though Philmore. it's more than just thicker skin it, it, he, <laughs> he's really exposing his own ignorance of how showbiz works in business sure. and also sure. life in general i oh, mean yeah. he's really he, like i i i think this guy Shuley's very entitled i think he's spo- he must have been spoiled because he's he's basically saying no no mommy you know stop like stop saying bad things like and then he'll, he'll say, well, I'm protect. I'm doing this. I'm he, he tries to kind of uh, portray himself as kind of lead, as some leader of a union. You know, oh, no, I'm I'm actually protecting my my guys. But he isn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like he I, I think he um, I I I think a smarter person would have looked at this situation and just gone, you know what? That's this. This is this won't go well. If, if I go in there and start doing this, it's, you know, already already's going to in any kind of a. Uh, 
you know, battle of battle of words or battle of wits already is, you know, there's not many people certainly in that world who would have the upper hand on him. So no. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> no, you know, he, he miscalculated by far. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, you know, I just, by the way, I just got the funniest call from Billy Mira. Uh-huh. He's like, he calls me up and goes, you know, you guys should thank your lucky fucking stars. He goes, I got rejected from the hack hack. Where does that put me? Because I can't get, can't even get into this lineup. I mean, I only said it because, you know, uh, hack rhymes with pack. I just I just want to say this, and that is it wouldn't bother me so much if it wasn't somebody that I respected and that I enjoyed working with and I consider a friend. And that's, and that's what... Well, you laugh all you want, dude, but I'm being upfront and honest with you. <laughs> he's, being, he's not being honest. <laughs> yeah, totally not. Yeah, it, he's he's now what he's now trying to do is 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 say he's trying to appeal to Artie's kind of good nature, maybe, and just right. say, you know, this, this isn't about the business. This right. isn't about money. This, this is, is about friendship. us, man. This is about our friendship. This is about respect. Bullshit. This is about you trying to get a, you know, to 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 your. This is about him trying to kind of not be t- uh, tired with that, you know, brush that hack the, brush. Well, yeah, it's just like you know, you never even invite me to your house for coffee, even though my <laughs> wife is godmother to your only child. <laughs> you know, trying to pull these strings with Artie, like, and and all that Artie's thinking in his mind is it. This is just he's he's abroad. Like he's absolutely like a woman yeah. now, and and once and now the other thing is already and he said it over the over the years on the air like when Gary he Gary first of all said he was upset when he had the idea that Ralph floated to him that he wasn't wanted on that trip to Afghanistan and clearly Artie didn't Artie didn't want him in Afghanistan. Yeah. There's two examples of of Bowie shoehorning himself into Artie's company for no really good reason and just being there for the hang but uh, claiming oh i wanted to make sure everything was going right that when he went to the craft party and he was pitched to um entertain the uh the patriots owner at their house for do some, do some yeah. stand-up one year and then Bowie, being the connection went anyway and got money out of just being there like he didn't he didn't have anything to do he just introduced Artie because they were fans of the show and Artie made something like for twenty twenty five thousand dollars or something to perform, mm-hmm. and I'm sure in that situation, Artie was he probably looked askance and said, "No, you know, it was good to have Gary there, whatever." But he probably would have thought, "Well, what money did they take out of my pocket to give to Bowie yeah. for this yeah. gig?" And then uh, the then of course the Afghanistan trip, which wasn't a, a money thing, he wasn't getting paid to go over there; it was just to entertain the troops. And then mm-hmm. they're thinking, "Well, we could have brought." anybody else we could have brought an actual comic instead of Bowie. yeah and like the problem with gary is that there's nothing there like and i i do appreciate that gary is a draw but it's a bit like in the same way that uh uh high pitch eric is because yeah. once he got once it once you see his face mm-hmm. and once this maybe you make it one laugh that's yeah. it it's gone that's it yeah. it's no different nothing. than howard howard going on letterman in drag okay so you went on drag where's the laugh the initial where, where recognition now? laugh, yeah. if like maybe once, like it's it's not even five seconds, and now you're just dressed in drag for the rest of the fucking segment, and you have nothing. You have and you got nothing to say. Witness. Yeah, yeah. And it's not funny either. So yeah, no. Hey man, I, I don't know what your problem is with me, but uh, you know that's... I didn't have a problem with you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. All right. Well, this is. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. That's all. I know. All right. All right. Good. I think one of the most I'll watch my mouth from now on. No, say whatever you want. I don't give a shit at this point. Say whatever you want. I don't care. Okay. Well, the, well, the, 
if you don't care why you're making this a fucking issue, even on the wrap up show, you fucking nitwit. No, of course he cares. You know, do you know what this I, this whole that segment there reminds me of? You know, when you're walking through the street at like two in the morning. Sure. And you walk by a bar and you see a guy standing there just exasperated with his eyes, you know, permanently focused up to the heavens and a woman there screaming at him, you know, oh, yeah. going, and you didn't do and you did, you know, oh, that's fuck, yeah. what Artie, that's what Artie looks like there. We can't see it. We don't have video, but that's what I expect. He's just sick of this. And he just, his opinion, you could tell his opinion is surely in the, that this day just is, has plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, he has that one line I'll never forget. It was on the Nick and Artie show, and he goes, "You know, you're a man when you identify with the serial killer from Silence of the Lambs when that broad is in the cave and she won't shut up." And he's <laughs> put the lotion in the basket. You know, put the lotion yeah. in the basket, please. I'll call my mother. Put the lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> and he goes, and he, you go, you start to like him. He kidnapped an annoying broad. Um, and it, and it's it's a uh, uh, Ted Levine, God, fantastic! Should have got an Oscar for that fucking role. But either way, yeah, he's he's exasperated on so many levels, but also the fact that you know that what kind of first of all, you can hear Shuli's awful, god awful, like arrogance, like too cool mm. for the, too cool for just for school ads. You're like, I don't care, man. Say what you want. If you really don't care, don't come in. And if you really don't care, it's over. It's settled. You already did it. But you had to come in because you wanted more fucking airtime. Or you thought you're going to get into more, a corner. You're going to get more callers on the air defending Artie, not you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if if, if you want to turn this into, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we've heard it in the last episode, and you'll hear it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the court of public opinion is not going to side with the uh, with the hack. No, and where well, they're both hacks, but you know, there's one worse than other. Well, <laughs> yeah, know? and I believe I believe on the wrap up show they weren't as selective with the callers as Howard would be with a note attached saying like, Oh, so-and-so calling in from so-and-so from somewhere wants to talk about X. And so he can choose, pick and choose. It's not random, which it used to be in the old days. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then with the wrap up show it would literally be Todd from Michigan wants to talk and that's it. Yeah. And so they'd just be random cross section of people. And most people would hate Shuley. You know, most people are team Shuley. I'm too team Artie for, for whatever reason. Yeah. So, I, I think one of the most interesting points that Artie made during that whole thing, Shuli, was if he really thought you guys were hacks or whatever else, why would he work with you? Why would he keep booking you? Why would he keep yeah. using all of you guys? But you heard the clip. Did that sound like it was in a joke uh, context? Yeah, and then I said, Levy's a great comic. And uh, like even Howard said, Howard said he thought it was you know, joking around. Well, you know all of us, right? And when the guy says, are the killers of comedy new comics just doing it just because they can draw people in? Why don't we, why don't we, why wouldn't you say like, no, they're not new comics or, you know, at least, at least state that you I'm know a, us. You I'm make it sound like you don't show. even know us. Well, where else would I, like, where would we, I'd rather you trash us on OutQ than on Raw Dog, the comedy channel. I wasn't asked on OutQ. I'll, I'll gladly trash you there if I can get on. <laughs> Shuli, do you really think it's gonna... <laughs> Right now, that's where Shuli needs to be. Wow, this so is this is worse than I remember. Like this, Shuli is like, you know, why would you say this? He, like, so Artie has to go on on a comedy channel and say, you know, they're uh, a seasoned uh, veteran. You know, veteran, Shuli's yeah. a great comic. And, you know, like he's not going to do that. Does Shuli not understand the, the the very nature of the of Artie's kind of style and, and on radio? It's, it's a very it's a very working class, and like that's why I love guys like Florentine because they're just 
they're just they're lads you know what i mean they're just mm-hmm. they're, they're they're guys guys they're they're not gonna yeah. it, it doesn't mean they're heartless it just means that you're if you're gonna come at them with something it has to have a little more actual substance like if you came up to Artie, if you're shuli and you said look the the last five gigs i've done since you said that all I get is hack, 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 hack. I mean, I'm, it's not that I can't take it. It's just that I'm not even able to do my fucking gig now because they're because of the idiots that we draw. Mm-hmm. And if they are that stupid, if they are really that stupid, intimate to Artie, explain it to him and say, just just take it back. It's no different than we, in, in, if he had any logic, he'd say it was like when Chevy Chase was called, his daughter was called a cunt at a baseball game because he was feuding with Howard and it was Howard fan wanting to fuck with Chevy. As soon as Chevy made up with Howard, that stopped. Yeah, but at the same time, there's some things that can't be unsaid. And in the same way you said recently, I think you said that once already, once you heard already do his Lisa Lampanelli impression, there was no going, there was no reverse gear. There was no, no going back. And I think no that's way. the same here. Well, oh, like already was, it, it's not like uh, breaking a spell. You can't just uh, say to <laughs> the audience, hey, look, forget that. <laughs> yeah. Forget that hack pack. Great joke that I made, you know, um, <laughs> but you see, this is, again, you know this, this, it this would goes, be even worse. Cause he's got to mention the name hack pack. Again, Again, yeah, again. But like this is, I think this we mentioned this in the last uh, episode. Oh, yeah. This is another sign of Shuley's naivety. You know, where when 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 some guy called in and said, you know, that a uh, shalom, uh, shalom, bitch. Uh, shalom, shalom, Shuley thing is really overplayed. Yeah, and and Shuley said, well, you know, I haven't got time for anyone. I don't think that's representative of me as a comic. If anyone's going to judge me in that, I don't care. I'm not going to, you know. And it's like, dude, you don't get to the fucking decide that. That's right. You can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose what the audience are going to pick up on. I probably said that. I'm re- repeating myself. No. But I think that's just I, I an indication of, of his mentality. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're you're not the arbiter of what people are going to say about your comedy. History will have its say. People will have their say. And if the overwhelming like view of the court of public opinion says that you're a hack, then you probably are one. Of course, yeah, yeah, and look, I mean, Artie's the same. Artie, Artie has that catch. I used to cringe when Artie did that fire thing, the ACDC thing. Oh, guy, it was but awful. The, the, yeah, but but the thing is, you know, there was a lot more to him than that. With Shuli, it's Shalom Biatch, and it's uh, you know, bong, the airplane bong joke. hits, airplane, <laughs> the airplane joke, the wheelchair joke, um, you know, and and I I, <laughs> I had the. I had the idea. Well, I didn't have the idea. I think we some someone suggested it on the thing, or or you did, or I can't remember how it came about. But I said he's got that Shulogy album. It's got the sober show that Shuli's calling it, and a drunk uh, like a stone show or drunk show, whatever. Like, what if we like reviewed it, just listened to it, and you tried to listen to it, and you said you couldn't even make it. What five minutes? Yeah, I think we talked about this before. I I just had to keep going back because. I would just naturally drift off. You were drifting you know, off. I would, yeah, just just in, in thought, you know, and I'd have to keep, a bit like a child trying to study, you know, like when you're kind of hyperactive. You have to keep going back a page because you have you, your eyes have been tracking the words, but you haven't been taking them in. Totally, totally. Affect your ticket sales? No, I don't Honestly. think it affects the ticket sales. I, I, think, I think it affects like the, the, the fact that, I think it affects the fact that people come to the show and yell shit out and that's they, the kid who hosted it. That's get him Pete Dominic. Yeah, yeah, get him in there. Hey, when when you he guys, was fucking with you, not me. When you guys go on, what's the order that you guys go in? 
Uh, I host, uh, and then it's um, Richard, usually. Richard usually, then uh, Yucca, then then Sal. So Richard's Jim a bigger Florentine. hack than Sal. Then, Jim right? Florentine's on it. Why? The truth is, the real hack is the MC in a comedy show. Yeah. The least talented yeah. person is almost always the MC. Now I have MC, but just because it was my, we used to we rotate the job. Uh, but where there are definitely people that, you know, in our circle that are absolutely the cream of the crop can almost always be counted on to get laughs for a number of reasons. I think I'm OK. I'm not at the top, but I'm I'm pretty damn good. But um, the 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 way those shows would work, he he has to have more material, if you want to call it that, than Richard. But why is Richard going after? Why are you introducing Richard? Why shouldn't Richard, the starting guy, be the MC? Well, the reason is because. You, you, you're <laughs> no one's coming to see you, and they're still not yeah. coming to if, see him. Of course, if Richard, like if later. Richard, yeah, if Richard goes on first, mm-hmm. half the audience are probably going to go, Well, that's the reason I came, I'm gone. Yep, absolutely. I have to keep Richard later, yeah, yeah, depending on where you stand. Well, I would think that if Richard goes before you, you're you're the better hack, and he's the worst. Hack. I'm hack number three, Richard's hack number one. Yeah, well, what do you think of all this <laughs> about these guys? Yeah, I know about the situation. <laughs> I think there's an element of it from Artie that's a little bit serious. I think he does kind of think they're not that funny. <laughs> and I think they're very sensitive about it because on some level they do believe that, you know, they're kind of starting out but and they sell on the show because they're on the show. Have you noticed that, that you know, since any one of these things I've said about you, that that you're not doing as much business for some reason? No, it's not that. It's just a question well, of what of, is it then? I think I, I can I jump in. I don't think they care about ticket sales. I think their feelings are hurt. They right. respect you and they look up to you. Oh my lord! Well, and and by the way, God love Will. He might be a, a bit of a shitbag sometimes, but he nailed it completely. And already yeah. laughed because he know he knows already too well. He knows he knows him enough to know that that was the truth, and that's why he laughed. No, he, he nail on the head. Yeah, I think w- yeah. Will Will makes some good contributions. You know, when required, I think that uh, what was the show he did with Jason? That had some great. Oh, uh, oh the uh, back office content. radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the that, old days, God, it seems like a long time ago now. Oh yeah, it's almost it's literally ten years ago now, like a ten years and a few months since that show was uh, put into the uh, into the toilet, and yeah. it was great. It was it was getting better yeah. than the wrap up show because at least you'd get some back office stuff. Yeah, and, the entire and, the culture was different back then. Oh yeah, totally. Like when you made that joke about Richard like ten rows ago, mm-hmm. he was like devastated. Not to mention he went up on stage the next three times that he went up on stage, and they wouldn't let him let him get a fucking word out. They just started yelling shit that you said about him on the roast. It was practically Melrose Larry at that point. <laughs> yeah, funny. well, yeah, I mean, and it's not fair to him. The guy, uh, the guy, the guy is good. He's got good material. At least let him give give him a chance. And how long? How long do you do on the show, Sal? Uh, about 15 minutes. When I Truly, do sh- is that true? I mean, there's, t- there's, uh, I'd say between 10 and 15. It all depends, too. If there's less guys, I do. You do the same 10 minutes? Yeah, about the same right what now. I've been doing what it. are some of your jokes? I don't want to <laughs> I'll, tell I'll, you, I'll tell you what they are. They, they all have the word, the N-word in them, <laughs> the Jew word in them. You do stuff about Gary's teeth. No. Not one Gary. No, is that true, Shirley? He doesn't. He doesn't do one. Can Gary you tell me any show stuff? Can you tell me one joke in your act that doesn't? <laughs> now, already, already. First of all, not one to talk because he used a lot of show stuff in his stand-up, and almost yeah. crutched on it, uh, unfortunately. And it's too bad because he was a really good sketch comic in uh, Mad TV. When you see certain sketches of his, he was really, really good. Mm. Um, I don't think he's a great actor per se, but he's a definitely a great foil and a phenomenal like second mic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Well, I, th- I on the Stern show, I think that's where, and even Nick and Artie as well. I think that's where his real strength was. I never got on well with his stand up. I just couldn't handle it. No. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I look, I, I do enjoy. I watch Elf with my kids at Christmas, and I do always enjoy seeing Artie in it. But yeah, look, he's not uh, Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> no, he's he's not. Bring in some sort of ethnic person. No, but that's my. Like Lisa Lampanelli, that's my thing. That's my forte. I like doing. But he does a lot of relationship <laughs> stuff that has nothing to do with racial. I things. tell you, I saw him in AC a few weeks ago, and that set was like the most racist. <laughs> like, yeah, it was bad. That's what I thought when I saw you. It was Tampa. funny, but I mean, geez, Louise. What I percentage mean, were? What percentage of the jokes oh, were? One hundred percent. It was all. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You're well. You're there's no there's no transparency there. Like literally, he's saying he's a racist on stage, and that's who they're playing to. I love when Sal said, <clears throat> "It's my forte." You know, they're talking like, about relationships. My, my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My forte is telling really offensive hack racist jokes. That's that's my my true calling in life. <laughs> Honestly, one of one of them, like he's gonna. I think he's gonna give an example of one. And if I'm not mistaken, this is this happens. He he gives one, and then already gives one as well. That's just about uh, slightly less hacky, but it's still you know. <laughs> Upper, upper, upper hack level. Went down the list. He went, he went, hit the, the blacks, then he hit the Jews, then he hit the Koreans. What's a black joke you do? <laughs> I don't know. I what mean, is it? You know how it is. I don't, I don't know. It's the just... one you told me before you're working on, that was funny, the one with the fingers. No, that's one I'm working, you did, you're working on the pit bull joke, so I, I was working on <laughs> working the. Yeah, let's done. <laughs> what is it? Where, how's that one go again? Uh, the pit bull joke is, uh, the other day I was, I've been a very tense lately. <laughs> So the other day, <laughs> so the other day, I'm walking down the street and I see a, an African American man walking a pit bull, and I ran to the other side of the road because I've heard uh, those things can just go crazy and out of nowhere can kill you, and plus the, I've heard the same thing about pit bulls. <laughs> so now, what's yours? Well, the one I, I was trying to work on one. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I, said, it? I, I, I once dated a black girl that fingered my ass, but right. she bothered me because she wouldn't wash her hands afterwards, and I didn't know which finger was dirty. Uh-huh. So that's the one I want to show you. <laughs> nice. Oh my god! And this was Jesus something he used Christ. in a. He, this was something he used in a phony phone call with that one. That do you remember the one? Uh, you guys are sick. You really need professional help. <laughs> Lamar. Yeah, that yeah. one, Lamar, whatever his name. Yeah, love, yeah. yeah, that was the That's one. That's a great and, one. And I love the, the phony phone call, but there was nothing clever about it. It was just a matter no. of their the reactions. If you don't get those reactions from the from the people you're calling, it doesn't work. I think what, what's really funny about that is when whenever you ask anyone to tell a joke in their normal, just explain that joke to me. Right. You know, it's ne- it's always going to sound, you know, always going to sound terrible. It could be the greatest joke of the world or the worst, and it'll just always sound the same. It's like, you know, so I was on an airplane and there was a guy and uh, he spoke Hebrew. And uh, I just said to him, uh, go fuck your mother and her asshole. That's a joke. Right. <laughs> now, I think that's probably about as funny as Philly's retelling or telling him. But... <laughs> that was his Citizen Kane. Well, the thing is. The thing is, um, the the only person I've known to be able to tell a joke like repeatedly and still get me to laugh. There's two. Gilbert is one. And uh, like every time he told the Paul Lynn joke, I laughed because it was a phenomenal joke, though. Like, it's just a great story. And then anytime um, Norm MacDonald would would just matter of factly tell. So you just laugh at Norm almost instinctively. There are there are there are a few guys, um, especially on the at Stern show who 
to me the gags are like listening to an old record that you love like it, mm-hmm. it, it 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 so it's all about it's not just about the payoff of the punchline ring it's about how it's told it's it's yeah. the you know it's just they're just gifted they're gifted people they're funny people they're everything surely isn't uh, yes. and I, you know the, the, the I, I love listening back to uh the Bob Euchre. I I think that whole Bob Euchre thing was just glorious. <laughs> I remember hearing that the day, and I just thought, to me, that's a great. That was the, what I loved most about the show. If you had someone like Norman already there, and they're t- telling stories like Bob Euchre, like B- Mr. Belvedere sat in his own balls and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was a giant fag. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think I sent you, I think I sent you the wrap up show where Norm came in and he stuck around for the wrap up show with Artie. Did I send you that one? No, I don't think so. Maybe you did. Oh, I'll have to check. I, any, anyway, I'll, I'll send you a proper copy over the, over email, but it, the two of them are doing story. They're just riffing like one after the, yeah. they really could have been like a Tim and Tom, or they could have been like a, um, uh, Rowan and Martin or something. They could have been Wayne and Schuster, a, a comedy team mm. if they really wanted to, because they knew each other's shorthand so well. And also mm. they shared comic sensibilities and already would have been a lot funnier with Norm, like being, yeah. you know, than himself, than, than by himself. Norm doesn't need anybody to be funny, but together already would have got a little bit, of, it would have rubbed off on him, I think a little bit. Because when you, you te- theoretically, if you play where you hang, hang around good comics long enough, some of that should, you should be able to pick up something unless you're instinctively a fucking shit comic like Shuley clearly is. So... Anyway, we'll continue, guys. The fact that shit is the same color as a black person, and the fact that a pit bull is just as dangerous as a black person. Yeah. No, a killer, murderer. Uh, <laughs> Pete, did you think I was being uh, disrespectful to them in any way, shape, or form? Uh, well, I, wait, let's introduce Pete. Yeah, this is Pete Dominic, who hosts uh, Raw Dog Comedy by Request, which is on noon Eastern. There's your plug, Pete. Thanks, guys. You're somewhat objective in this situation. You were there when Artie said what he said. Was he kidding? Was he serious? What did you think, Pete? <clears throat> Uh, the other day, I heard Artie on the uh, on the show refer to uh, the girls, the hookers were from Oregon, and then he said Oregon. And I right? Thought, How that's so funny! It's a play on. I thought I, I laughed out loud in my car. Same thing here. He didn't think about it at all. Whack pack, hack pack. Right. But the, I didn't the have it premeditated. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying that everyone's just people in Oregon who aren't whores. The thing is that there's an <laughs> unspoken <laughs> rule. There's an unspoken rule that I. As a comedian in New York who's been working in New York 10 years, all the clubs, if you get slammed, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts. If it's funny, that's all that matters. Artie slammed me twice on your show today and on my show. The whole show he slammed me. And today he said, it's Pete Dominic. I mean, who listens to the show besides his wife and family? I'm like, hey, wait, that was funny. So the host... He is there to, like he's taking worse shrapnel than Shuley ever got. And I guess the, the real point is if you're if you're going to get pissed off or make an issue out of something so infinitesimally like just that small, then you have no way. Like God only knows how he's handling all of the Shuley anonymous thread that has destroyed oh, him. Man. And and even yeah. this, this, the Dabblers Anonymous. I mean, like, I think the the sentiment against Shuley went back a lot further than people think. Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and even even on a like, just to go back to what we we're saying, like how, how badly this is going for Shuley. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people listening to the show on this day, maybe maybe like I wouldn't have been that aware of him. 
Mm-hmm. But um, apart from being on the news and weighing uh, hypogerics, turds and whatnot. Yeah. But um, you, you I, at the end of the, this show, I would have learned two things. Shuley's definitely a hack and he's yep. a thin skinned pussy. Yes. Um, and so yeah, a lot of people didn't know those two things before the show started. Now, here's my question. Being a, like a, uh, like a, into <laughs> self-flagellation, would you thereafter pay money for a Shuley show if it was 10 bucks and near your area just to see how bad it was to see the train wreck? I don't know. I think I, back then maybe I probably would have because I was just yeah. such a big fan. Right. But man, you know, uh, it would not have been. Uh, it. I think these are the type of shows that you don't feel any way bad or shortchanged walking out you know, halfway in. Well, no, when when it's the killers of comedy and you see all those people, you're really, you know what it is. You're actually going, it's almost like a con. You're going to see them and to just be, to soak in the atmosphere but you don't yeah. really care. Like if you get laughs, if you get laughs out of it, well, then that's a side bone. That's that's the almost incidental in these situations. But if you're going to see Nick DiPaolo, you're going for a comedy show. Oh yeah, you know, now, like uh, Jim Florentine, and I definitely, you, you know, you'd you'd stay around for him. But like at the same time, you'd like to see the Iron Sheik, but you maybe don't want to <laughs> see ten minutes of it. Just <laughs> rest in peace. Rest oh, in peace, Coslo. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan and he was, he was about my time, but, uh, he and him and Nikolai Volkov, those, those, uh, yeah. those, those boots, those iconic boots, man, they should be going in the Smithsonian or something. Um, but, uh, also Pat Cooper, uh, you maybe you want to give a shout oh, yeah. out to the, all the Pat Cooper heads out there. God, he was, he was a, he was a, a, a group. <laughs> he was always a group. Pat is one of those, like I just mentioned with, you know, uh, with Gilbert and, and uh, a few of the Norm. others, he's some Norm. I, he, Pat is is in that league for me. In that he just has something that, you know, it's it's rare. He just mm-hmm. he's just he could he could just read the phone book and make you laugh. He was always good. I used to love when he would come. In. I used to love when he would attack anyone who came in and just w- was fearless with Howard and just go for the juggler. I loved, but he was always funny and. Uh, I think what there's a, there, there was one show when they did a roast of him and uh, Shuley was there and roasted him, which is just I, I think you sent it to me recently and it is astonishing. It's just Weird. astonishing. Well, we when we finally get into our dismantling of Shuley, um, that's going to be one of the clips. But I remember thinking, uh, Pat Cooper, Kev, Kevin Brennan is Pat Cooper if Pat were a thousand times less funny and a lot swishier. And uh, just because Kevin has a little affectation, he almost seems like he should be, you know, hello, Frisco, but bitchy, you know, Pat was never bitchy. Pat was an Italian through and through. He screamed like every like disgruntled Italian dad I ever knew. (laughs) So um, Kevin Brennan is just Kevin Brennan. It's Kevin Brennan is too strong a flavor for me. Uh, mm-hmm. to to listen to regularly. Now you'd say the same about Pat Cooper, but yeah, but Pat Cooper had a mind. Had just he was so quick. He was yes. just lightning quick. Well, I, I sent you the clips from that uh, "Shut Up and Listen" documentary, and uh, he was he hit the nail right on the head with his uh, his take on Howard, and uh, it was you know it was and also there's a great interview he did with tom snyder that's fantastic where he takes people apart yeah. like headliners and stuff uh, i will definitely have to go into that at that time guys sorry i don't know me to slow this one down let's get through like it, it, it hurts sometimes but it's funny and truly like i talked to him about it yesterday I, I i don't know i i understand the sensitivity but the, it's comics are comics we're really mean to each other 
for the sake of funny. And go and, sit uh, at that table above the comedy cellar one night. I, mean, I go walk out of there I leave there listening to Tony Robbins tape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. I mean I mean I mean we're comedians. We're laughing. We're joking around. I was joking around. I mean you're, you're acting like a ninth year old girl, ninth grade girl. I mean come on. Let's take some calls, find out what other people are thinking. Let's still go to Kathy in Connecticut. Kathy, you're on the wrap-up show. Now, before we go to Kathy, just, like, there's the out. That's where Shuli could just walk out right there and yeah. just yeah. admit, like, accept your losses. You know? Yeah. Stop the just bleeding. Stop, exactly. And now, if he does, but now the problem is there's going to be callers calling in about the whole thing. <laughs> so he really is hoist to his own petard now. He's got to go in there, and he's got to, like, now it's like that wily e. Coyote <laughs> pressing the big genius machine, and it goes, it's time to take your medicine. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, how are you? Good, Kathy. What are you thinking? I think he. I think Artie's just kidding. Um, if anything, he he knows it strikes a chord with them, and he just wants to see their reaction. But if you know it strikes so a chord with somebody, isn't that in an underlying way being a tiny bit mean? And then but, when uh, you, you know, and then Pete when made you a good point too, where I didn't go in there premeditating. Like right. he he brought them up, and I want to go back because I was I don't know. It's just trying to think on my feet and be funny. I don't I don't think that's brilliantly funny, but you know it's something I thought but once of you on push, the spot. If you know it, it pushes our buttons, and once you push it, like. And then instead of instead Look, of saying, you guys I just know, did it. You know, fat jokes tend to push my buttons, and they, we get off a lot of them every show. I mean, can I give you guys a list of what I can't talk? You, you can't talk about with me. I mean, get a thicker skin or shut up. You don't enjoy being asked to be weighed every day. Yeah, I mean, come on. Do I ask you to get on the scale every day? Oh, surely, come on. No, do I? <laughs> but, but you attacked me as a comic. Do I attack you as a fat guy every day and say, get? Okay, so it, that's twice or three times now where he goes, you attack me it's nothing about the group yeah. it's now strictly yeah. about truly that was real now the, that's the real you know the truth coming out yeah exactly this is you're finding out what's what's really bothering him and that he he actually he actually doesn't care about the group and he's yeah. happy for the group to 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 be regarded as hacks as long as he's not grouped yeah. in with them and that's the entire mo here Right, and if you're really such a, a you know a team player, you want to make sure no one gets that designation. You really want to protect you know your boys basically, and or if you want, then don't go with them. Don't be associated with them, and you won't yeah. be part of the hack pack. Instead, you'll be the solo hack pack. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> On the scale, no, I don't. You're part of the you're part of I the awful machine that does it though. <laughs> David Cleveland, you're on the wrap up show. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, I wanted to say real quick, when I was listening to it, I understood both parts. But when they played Artie on the show, as soon as he said that, he, he goes on to talk about how great Bob is. I just... Right, but but I see that, that I, can yeah, I just jump yeah, in for a second? I, I thought I, well, that was agreed to. I thought I thought that it was the part that made me think it was more of a dig was because Bob Levy, very funny comedian, he sold jokes to Chappelle, so he's even digging <laughs> on Bob. Jokes, right? <laughs> I love that. That was already <laughs> pissing on you or stepping on your foot while you're sw stepping on your head while you're swimming, grabbing a hand and then putting his foot back on your head. <laughs> Have you heard the entire oh, Chappelle? Have you heard the Chappelle um, no, uh, Levy saga that I put together? I think it's on my channel, but if it isn't, I, I'll, yeah, I'll send have. it to you. Okay, I, I just have, love and that. I think when it's <laughs> the first thing, first thing, first thing Chappelle says, "Oh, so you're a hack?" Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and to be fair, it's clear that Artie does try to stop that happening. Artie yes. has a word with him and says, look, Bob, don't call in. Don't call in. Now, look, he ends up trashing him uh, ultimately. But, you know, look, it all came from Bob. In the same way, this all came from Shuli walking into that studio and bringing all you this stuff it. up. Yep. Without question. I don't know, which is a very inside joke. First of yes. all, uh, half of the people listening might think you really write jokes. Exactly. <laughs> you write it out of a well, favor. Yeah, because that was an inside thing. And again, it's kidding around. It's stuff I would say at a roast. I mean, every day here is kind of a roast. Mike in Virginia, you're on the wrap-up show. Hey, I just called Artie's uh, phone number, and there's nothing being accepted into his mailbox. It's full already. Yeah, it's all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you gonna keep it this way, Artie? Well, now I now I my this uh, you know uh, huge business I'm running is at a halt at this point. I mean, <laughs> when you, Artie, when you gave out the number, did I've got to move T-shirts. When you gave out the number, were you thinking you know you might have still been thinking terrestrial radio? Were you thinking West Coast feed six plays a day? Were you thinking that? <laughs> well, like every four and a half hours, you won't be able to get to yeah. your phone. Well, I think I, I, it's probably done. Done, done. I got to change it, I guess, now. So Owen Wilson's not a pussy after all. Well, no. For other reasons, he is, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. But guys, for those who don't remember, he gave out his number on the air, and then everybody, like, it just got, it rang off the hook. His, his recounting of what happened when he picked up, he went home, he emptied up, they emptied up, like, a freed up space on his answering machine, and the minute he put their phone down because he took it off the receiver to keep his neighbors from getting pissed off and hearing all the ringing. He took it off the receiver and the minute he pushed it down, somebody was calling him. <laughs> and, and it was some caller saying, Artie? Artie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artie? He goes, this is your wake-up call. <laughs> you got to get to work. <laughs> he goes, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, I I wonder how many messages and phone calls Chris Wilding would get if he gave out his number now. <laughs> Depends from from the SQ network fan, maybe oh, maybe yeah. a bunch. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, what do you think of this whole situation? Uh, I think it's very fucked up what he did to the whack pack. It's supposed to be his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that to the whack pack. Excuse me, the hack pack. <laughs> Thank you. It is right. catchy. No, but my question is that, this. That's a great uh, let, name. Let me ask you this. If you if you do it like you're saying, to the fact to bust our balls, push our buttons. So now the button's been pushed. Now mm -hmm. you see we're pissed. Why would you why would you dangle gigs over my head after that and say, Look what Shuley talked himself out of? If it's solely just for ball busting. I can purposes. be a motherfucker. Okay, so then be honest. How about that? Instead of being a motherfucker, be honest. What would you how am I not being honest? What are you talking about? Because you're saying you're doing it just to bust our balls, you're playing around, it's just a joke, and then when you when you push the button and I come in and I say this pissed me off, then you go, Well, listen to what Shuley talked himself out of. Listen to these gigs Shuley's not gonna be on now. Mm. Well, surely you went in, you went in like unsolicited, decided I'm going to go in after Artie and didn't count on him maybe getting annoyed by the fact that, look, what the fuck is your problem? And if you just, if you had not said anything, not said anything, yeah. you'd still be getting gigs and you, and you, and yeah. you will anyway, he's not keeping anything from you knowing Artie. Um, but he you can't know, take now, responsibility like, for this. No, not whatsoever. So he's got no, his own bit can't. of narcissism, and, and, not just the Shuli network, which is a joke, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's not a real network. Yeah, it's not a real like, joke yes. either because it's, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, what's Artie supposed to do? Because Shu, what Shuli's doing is kind of out himself as just being a, a thin-skinned handful. 
and he yeah. isn't particularly funny. So Artie knows I got this guy now that I got to bring with me and I got to watch my P's and Q's because I might offend him. I don't need that. Like he's got right. enough to be doing in terms of put, doing a show and whatever. He doesn't have to be worrying about Shuley's uh, uh, delicate well, feelings the whole time. Yeah, holding his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Artie's a kingmaker. Yeah, well, you're you putting me in that status for some reason. I don't I don't understand. The... You said it. Uh, I got to go, but I just want to say you, you, him saying that on my show is one thing. You bringing it up and this whole issue on your show. Like, how many people listen to my show? Dude, I got so I many emails and texts yesterday from people the second it came out of his mouth. That's you got a big people, show people going. People follow well, him wherever he goes. They follow me. <laughs> I uh, know, but yeah, yeah, but you saying it, you you bringing up the joke he made about you on the Howard Stern show today could, did did 10,000 times more damage than him saying it as a throwaway. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, exactly yeah, what we've been that's saying. That's it. Yep. <laughs> the I only mean, people who heard I just it think, uh, yesterday were Pete's cousin and wife. Exactly. My cousin, I pay for both their subscriptions. <laughs> it's annoying. Pete, I know you got to go. Give a plug again to your show. 12 noon every day, 12 to 1, uh, Raw Dog 104, and I'll be opening for Artie this weekend. And, and if you want to punch <laughs> me in the face, that's fine. He's my new host. What were you doing on that show, Artie? Hosting the Dane Cook versus Harry Shearer playoff? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete, for stopping by. I just, I just lost as the captain of the Italian team. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Nick in Brooklyn, you're on the wrap-up show. Yeah, how you doing, guys? I'm a big fan. I love your show. And I I'm totally on Artie's side. I mean, he's just joking around busting balls and truly came out looking like some little pick punk bitch. And that's all he is. And if I was Artie, I wouldn't give him any more gigs because then Artie would look like a pussy by association. And one more, one this more guy's thing. old school. Yeah, very much. One more thing. He made a fucking comment. Some guy on the phone called up and said that Artie was right and he was just joking. And then he says something like, oh, go sell your fruit. Like, Shuley's better than a fucking fruit vendor. Yeah. But tell you what, Shuley, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was pretty succinct, and uh, you know it's hard to disagree with him. Oh god, no, he, I love, he, he knew I love exactly what he wanted to say. <laughs> oh yeah, there was no hesitation. You know, you gotta love those callers to get in there, and they're oh. they're just like they're sitting in their easy chair at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that's very much an East Coast, like definitely a New York thing and New Jersey thing. Being very forthright and not being not being afraid to give your opinion whatsoever on a radio and show. Also, and also, that that guy, you can be 100% sure, do, is not still a listener, does not listen to the show. You Guaranteed. just know. There's no way someone like no. that is is listening to uh, um, Beth talk about her, you know, being pre-diabetic and whatnot. October. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You got that right, sir. Good point. Julie's on his eye horse. Thank yeah. you, Nick from Brooklyn. I'm I'm better than fruit vendors. It's official. You're you're no better than Eddie the Produce guy. <laughs> Don't Eddie, ever that's forget for that. sure. All right, let's take one last call on this. We'll go to Harry in Pittsburgh. Harry, you're on the wrap up show. Hi, afternoon, guys. Hey, uh, we were down in Pittsburgh for the show and already them guys came down. And in my opinion, uh Shuley and Bob Levy, all those guys were a lot funnier than ours. So, mm -hmm. Shuley, don't worry about it. You're there pretty you funny go. Guy. See? It's not, but it's not a question of that. Dude. It's just a question. Like well, I said, it's a guy. It's I mean, a guy I respect. 
that I thought was a friend of mine. That but I this felt... guy's saying you're funnier than a guy you respect. Yeah, but I'm not. But to me, it's not about me stating that I'm funnier than you. I don't care about that. It's not. That's not the issue. Uh, you're a peer. You're somebody I respect. In this industry. Well, now and you're insulting you, me by calling me your peer. Well, whatever. <laughs> then, then you say that I'm a hack, and that tells me that I thought my friend is. That's great. Oh, I love wow. it. Yeah, love he's it. able to turn on a dime, like he because he was he was. Yeah, already sounded like he was kind of consoling a five-year-old who just you know dropped their ice cream on the ground and oh look you know it's okay I'll, I'll get you another one that guy thinks you're funny <laughs> well, <laughs> and then slams him in within a second I'm my friend and doesn't uh, respect uh, me uh, as a comic I'm so your why... friend I'm your friend I respect you as a comedian I know we're not bros he's your very annoyed and tired friend but he is your friend this is how women win arguments they won't shut up Julie you seem to be your sister <laughs> 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 distilled the pure essence of the whole argument yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> jesus christ separating yourself though from the rest of the guys do you feel like Fine, Julie, I'll, I'll go to the i'll go to your wedding. no i i'm doing i'm doing this for the group i'm doing this for all you're fucking full of shit you're oh, full of shit man. he he uh, is he there, there's some there's some there's some comments about him that i had to like i had to clear off the thing because they get they got they got a little too um racial shall we say but okay. uh, surely is a guy who polarizes people so much they either hate him or want to kill him there's two like the, most people just don't like him but he's he's this is how he shows you he's not likable he's like a little snake going from reason to reason to reason yeah. whatever fits the fucking bit so you know this is a guy that will never ever cop like he could be in bed caught fucking some some side piece and his wife catches him and he would deny it to her face in the process of being like completely starkers and saying like oh no she you know i fell on her and i had i just came out of the shower and she was there spread eagle and you know and 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 insist on it and never back down off it that is not a particularly admirable quality i think it's a couple of things though with with Shuli because it's it's obviously what he's showing here which is just this kind of uh just this kind of butthurt uh sensitive whiny yeah. kind of guy but yeah. that combined with then that total misplaced arrogance that he has and that That's you exactly know he it. walks around like you know so it's it's a few things in in combination yeah <laughs> it's yes yeah. well, so i, I yeah, I don't feel that anybody in this group is a hack. To me, a hack is somebody. What do you think? You're you think you're a better comic than Richard Christie, right? I've been doing it longer. Absolutely. So are there different <laughs> levels? Are you Jesus. Comic than Sal? Wait, wait, okay, so uh -huh. there is there is part of the whole thing. That's we've yeah. talked about this. It's erroneous. You don't yeah, completely. Yeah, we, we we've gone through this, so we don't need to go through. But that 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 in a nutshell, if I wanted to make that a soundbite, that would be him. I have to be better. I've been doing it longer, and this isn't like a twenty-year-old or a nineteen-year-old or an eighteen-year-old oh. starting out comedy and then going, you know, well, listen, I've been doing it since I was thirteen, and I I know I'm better. It's someone who should know by now that it ain't. It's merit-based. It's not. It's not. It's not by length of service. <laughs> You know, there's yeah, no, it's, it's there's, yeah. it's not a union. He's not factoring in natural talent and, and, yeah. and all these things that we've talked about of people just have something that you can't put your finger on. They're funny when no one knows why they're just funny. He's not factoring in any of that. It's just, none, it's, none this it. is nonsense. The guy's an idiot. Well, yeah. So, so now you're going like unlikable, untalented, stupid, annoying. What's, what are you left with? What handsome? Naive. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> he's probably not even a good pot salesman. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! He's got a yeah, Counter Strike. Do it. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? He's he's got a Counter Strike apparently. He, well, not not in this. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, <laughs> still waiting for a counter. <laughs> Instead, he's the bean counter when all these fucking receipts come in from uh, certain gigs, and everybody's um, what's his name? Um, what was his name? Mike DeVito, Ray Devito can't get <laughs> he can't get like a bus fare back. I don't know. It's oh, brutal. Man, yeah. Uh, anyway, and, and you were saying just before we started the, um, the, and we keep in a, like, we're keeping a tote board of his, his Patreon subscribers and they're, they're constantly trending down, but the whole Shuli, um, the, since the starring John's still maintaining a no podcasting uh, stance, what's, what's been, Shuli's been losing business ever since. And it's, it's the, it, the trend is forever downward and he, no matter what he does he can't stem that and i don't know that he's doing anything more or less in fact he might even be doing fewer shows and getting you know lesser returns as a result well he has nothing now like the stuttering john thing is really i mean it's there's still there is a floor to this i i don't know what it is but there will mm-hmm. always be people i guess who want to hear shuli and probably want to hear some stuttering john clips or whatever but i mean for the most part i would say uh it's 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 internal decline and i don't see anything on the show now i'm not a i don't watch every show on the Shirley Network. I don't have six hours or a day to sit there and watch this garbage, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't see anything. There's a lot of, I do see a lot of fake drama. Yeah. Uh, I do see, I saw something where sh- they were like trying to stage fights. They were trying to get into uh, fights with Kevin Brennan and, and very quickly that just gets tiresome. And then where do you go? Like, it, well, they've nothing. Well, that, that's it. It's it's like the killers of comedy shows themselves. They just wore it into the ground, and then all of a sudden, and I mean, you'd think after something like that, Shuli was there. He was there with with Levy as it was happening. You think he would have learned over the years? Oh, we yeah. can't we can't overdo this because there will be diminishing returns. There has to be something else no, he's, he's, or something I, different. If he's too stupid, this is the thing. He, he just yeah. doesn't have the he, he he doesn't have the foresight to 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 go right. We have something here. We can kind of nurture this. And get the most out of it and play the long game mm-hmm. or we can just squeeze the life out of it for as much money as we can and but you know obviously he didn't realize that what would happen there is that he would just get a massive amount of hate from it which is what's happening and now he's you know now it's just all one way it's going one direction but <laughs> um i think Shuli is very similar to john i mean that's the thing that a lot of people are probably noticing there's just a lot of uh, similarities with with the two of them we just covered uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy episode five and hmm. Shuli, we wrapped up Shuli in episode four because he was on the wrap up show and talking all kinds of nonsense. And again, with that same awful hu- uh, lack of humility, that that arrogance of like, you know what? I yeah. came in and I'd fucking delivered. And, you know, he became a shittier version of stuttering John for the purposes of trying to get on the air. And he failed and he went home to his wife and he's like, I fucked up. You know, this is not going to lead to me getting the arty chair because I, 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 I know I wasn't even getting paid. There's no way nobody's going to tell me that he got like arty money or even a thousand extra thousand to show up and be in that seat during Hurricane Sandy. And then now he's completely thrown everybody under the bus in the back room. Yep. Tim Sabian, yep. Bowie, everybody else that didn't want to show up and the Howard TV crew. And that was the trade off for nothing. It was a wasted fucking gambit. But the, again, I, I go. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go a, on. A, a smart person 
would know this being the outcome like chess before you even try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a smart person would look at it and go, okay, so I'm going to go in there and I'm going to just go all guns blazing and trash everyone. Right. What happens then? Right. What do I do tomorrow? Say, say Howard loves it. Say Howard thinks this is great. How is that sustainable? How am I going to do that next week, next month, next year? I'm not, I'm, you know, you have to have a, something that is a, like what I already did, which is just naturally funny and something that you're not going to piss out. Now, he ultimately did piss everyone off, but yeah. uh, he got 10 years out of it. Well, yeah, just about he, and, and the thing was, that was, I, I found funny was Shuli also didn't have the brains to realize it was a different Howard at that time, almost 2013, yeah. where he got used yeah. to not having Artie there anymore so that he wanted that extra time to talk more about bullshit and rant and dead air. And so he wasn't willing to let a third mic have a piece of that air. Yeah. Oh like yeah, the only time that would have worked maybe is 2010. But by the time the end of that year came around, he was just up in his own ass even that much more. So, like, it didn't matter if fucking Sam Kinison was in that chair with him. He Sam wasn't going to get his mic potted down. He's not going to get anything because Howard couldn't give that up once he got it back. Well, I've always, I don't, you know, I don't think, I, I think we talked about this. I don't know whether you agree with me, but I think one of the ways that Howard kind of parlayed or, or not parlayed, but I suppose dealt with and moved forward from losing Artie and that chair was to say, right, you know what? I now have a chance to change direction. I, mm -hmm. I can become uh, more TV friendly, family friendly. There's no way in hell he could have done that with Artie sitting there. No, no way. I already hated those shows as, you know, as most I, of the old, you know, fans of the show would dislike them because they're fake and they're contrived and all that. So uh, I think that that was probably something that uh, kind of sustained Howard after losing mm -hmm. Artie. Was, I think now so. I'm going to become a big celebrity. Yeah. Well, part of the reason I think Artie would have burned himself out was because he was probably furious that Rosie O'Donnell, he was making nice with Rosie O'Donnell, who no one likes. Yeah. And then, you know, the, yeah. um, you know, having that Lou Bolero, we talked about that in the first episode, and Amy Fisher on as get, you know, as a just guest judge or whatever. And he's like, mm. this is the Howard Stern show. Come on. Like, what the fuck? And he got yeah. so disillusioned that he probably would have left had he not been let go eventually. I think he would have, yeah, because there's no way, like, Artie is someone who is, even though he, he he was diplomatic after he left, simply because he didn't want to close that door and burn that bridge, Sure, I think Artie is somebody who uh, kind of would just naturally stay true. Like, Howard is not a real person. Howard Howard doesn't even know himself, and he's nope. just reacting to the, the, the environment around him and what can serve him, you know, mm -hmm. best. Yep. Uh, so I think Artie's not like that. Artie's just, he does what he does. And, and uh, you know, he's still the same guy. I guarantee probably still the same sense of humor, all that, than he was. Oh, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, certain of, I'm certain of it, yeah. Longer doesn't make you better. No, I, I disagree with that. And I think Artie would disagree with that, too. I think with the more you do it, the, many, the more years you do it, the better you get at it. The, if you're you, learning no, something no, The more it. you do it, the better you get at it. But it doesn't always mean just because you've been doing it longer that you're better than someone. Do you think you're... No, I agree. There's, do you think you're a funnier comedian than Richard? I, I do, yes. What about Sal? So? You uh, know, I can answer for that. Let me tell you something. Shuli goes into a venue with a thousand hungry, rabid fans. And you know how hard it is for a host to get a show rolling. Mm -hmm. Nobody... Gets them and hooks them quick, and then truly he does a phenomenal job. So, 
What does that mean? Thank you for answering that. Stock with stockbroker mode. Yeah. He's Ricky Ricky Roma right now. Uh, yeah, Ricky Bowman. He's that's the that's about as phony as you'll ever hear. You can tell. Yeah. You can actually tell listening to Sal that he's just that he doesn't believe what he's saying. Nobody crazy. hooks him quicker than shooting. What does that mean? Nobody. You can you can hear him losing faith in what he's saying as he's saying. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> you can see the blood in his mouth without him opening it. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, well, I'm asking Shuli. No one's asking All me right. to answer for him. But I'm you I think so. Okay. Listen, it's t- I, I've been to those gigs. It's tough to be the first one out yeah. there. You were there and I don't Tampa. Think, I don't think Sal could walk out first. You know what I mean? It's I think hard, somebody's got to come out and get it rolling. I think yes. as soon as Sal comes out, you're predisposed to certain things, and you're going to start yelling crap out. It's a I tough think Shuley's, crowd. Shuley's got to be a very first. tough crowd. It is. I, I think that's what it has to do a lot with is that Shuley kind of separates himself from those guys, and he sees himself as a better comic, and he doesn't want to be lumped in with that quote-unquote right. hack pack. But I don't think of them as hacks. I want to say that. I don't think Sal, Richard, Bob, anybody, Jim, Yucko, I don't think any I'm of them are hacks. I'm the only one who calls Levy a hack, by the way. Yeah, but you're a good friend <laughs> of his, though, bro. See, don't you understand that? I think Levy's the only one old enough to really be be considered a hack. No, but again, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Poor Levy's just getting like, it really is like seeing that person get run over by a car, like the march to Batan death march, and then they like roll the body over one body, the tanks over one body, and then another body, but instead of different bodies, it's fucking Levy. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he lost the plot. I mean, the poor guy. He ended up. Uh, I think he he the police were involved because he threatened to kill Howard or something. <laughs> he he made he made an actual threat, and the cops like apparently Mark Mercer, you know MarksFriggin.com, He interviewed Bob, but Bob between getting an interview out of Bob and then Mark Mercer writing it, you're talking about you're getting like grade two legibility, perhaps you know. Right. Um, and uh, and and apparently the the cops told bob look you're better than this what are you doing and they didn't there's no formal charges but howard literally called the cops on bob man yeah or called uh, the fbi or something like, like you're you're threatening to kill someone so you know and bob like wanting attention or wanting this you know like that was just going to be the end for him anyway so but it, he'd already burnt that bridge so yeah, um, i think he had yeah, and and they and I don't blame him to be honest, but at least you know no. he would he went over to O and A and and stayed with O and A basically and said, look, at least I can hang with these guys and we can they'll let me throw the ball around with Howard. It's always going to be some bullshit angle. And also, it was funny. I, like I didn't I didn't find Bob particularly funny on the show except for certain interactions. I almost think of Levy mm. as as like a hack packer. Like I'm sure in his stand up, he's probably a good you know like club comic i'm sure he can you know with some standby zingers whatever but you most of those whack packers for example i think were way funnier when Artie was interacting with them yeah definitely and and treating them like people instead of treating them like freaks which is what they ended up doing anyway yeah yeah I, Bob Bob's act is all crowd work i think it's about 80 or 90 percent crowd work isn't it i'd i'd say so yeah but he's good at it. I mean, that's not that's not easy either to do that, it well. That's, that's but, a skill. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bob. <laughs> Jeff. Like he, the one, the, I was listening to Roast Week and uh, Greg Giraldo called him a hack three times in his uh, in his thing. I mean, you yeah, know, but he like, doesn't work with Greg Giraldo uh, every other weekend. Well, you know, that's because you know Greg thinks he's a hack. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Connecticut, what do you think about this conversation? 
Honestly, what happened at the show? Back in the day, Fred would take shit for three days, Jackie, for fucking months. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are going to talk about your feelings. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Just fucking rib on each other. Let it go. It's true. Is everyone a little too sensitive here? You should keep this bullshit for off the air. You nailed it. And I know you've heard this before, but I don't. I know you didn't memorize it, so you didn't know that was coming. No, I didn't know that bit. I didn't know he was going to say that, but uh, you can't help but think that that this has yeah. just been such a disaster. Like yep. you know, and again, Shuley just <laughs> didn't have the foresight to see that. He just couldn't. <laughs> he he just had that kind of arrogance that this was going to go the Shuley way. He was General Custer at the Alamo. If it was just <laughs> General Custer. <laughs> No, my vagina has a discharge right now. <laughs> Creamy discharge. All right. So do you think anybody oh, in the village of comedy is a hack? Who are you asking? Truly. No, I just said, I don't think anybody on this bill, Jim Florentine, Oof. Yucko, Sal, Richard, Bob, I don't think anybody's a hack on there. So the hack pack is a misnomer. List, list the comics, number one to, to the last. As far as who's the best comic? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's not the question. That's not, but well, that's I'm not what I'm here for. Hear it. Well, you started. Let me the hear you list it. Let me hear you list it. I think so, you all suck. So, okay. <laughs> it really is no, like getting, a fucking no, bear. It's like a lion batting around a fucking fawn, you know, just is, for, for yeah. fun before they kill it. Shuley did that whole, well, yes, what are you? Or, you know, if that, you know, what he said, you list it, you list it. Yeah. What's what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, what are you? <laughs> he was setting up the beach ball for a swing. Yeah. <laughs> Start with Mickey Mantle and end with Mendoza. Well, uh, would you believe you number one? Would you do that? Absolutely. You would. Absolutely. You're number two. You think? I think maybe me and Jim might be close. So you're as good as Jim. I think Jim. I think Jim might be a little bit better than me, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And then the Mendoza. A line, little bit. Is that where it comes? A little bit. Like that's oh, the height of arrogance. You're not even close, dude. Oh, and, and Florentine oh. would tell you he's not on the level of certain comics. Like he's he's got enough uh, humility to say, look, I, I do what I do. If people enjoy it, fantastic. He has a sense of himself. He knows what he's about. He knows if people are entertained. Yeah. He has self confidence, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But he's not going to call himself like you know. He's not Richard Pryor or anything. He's gonna. He's a working comic. Well, let's let's look at the difference between uh, now. I I don't know the Florentine's actual stand up very well because you know I, I live where I do, but um, it, my kind of knowledge of him mainly would come from first of all the terrorizing telemarketers, which now, are fantastic. I still, if he if he I only still had listen that, to those. he would be fantastic. Yeah, I still go back and listen to those. The one about the guy with the upper decker and the the logs in the toilet and a frog jumping off the log. <laughs> anyway, um, I love some of those calls, right? Then also what he did was, um, I remember, I don't know when this was, but he had a, a podcast series with us, just him talking into a phone. Yep. There's no intro music. There's no props. There's no sound effects. There's no nothing. And it's nope. just him talking for hours and hours and hours about, you know, each one was a different one. Some of them were uh, annoying Facebook posts or I love those, uh, yeah. uh, annoying. Yeah. Like, Shuley can't do anything like that. Shuley, like you put Shuley into with, a, with just a mic and nothing else. What are you going to get? 
Like, I loved when he. I loved when Jim interviewed his buddy Gary from Florida, the the guy who's yeah. like dice clay. It was crude as fuck, but just so fucking yeah. funny. And but he would. You're right. Stupid little themes, like you know, he one time he wrote. <laughs> it wasn't a special. He just did it as an episode. He he got his notebook of original jokes from the first time he started stand up and started reading yeah. them deadpan, and it was hysterical right. because he's really he's going funny. he's going right after each joke he's going crickets like shit like that's just absolute crap and um but he had you know surely wouldn't do that he would never be that self-effacing and say well this is what i was like when i was starting up because he's still starting out 20 years later <laughs> yeah even though we did a podcast series called thanks for coming out where yeah. they just talked about bombing as if they're now like old guys sitting around in their mansions with with, with cigars and cognac and after having a successful career jesus yeah. christ so we're talking about, oh, we were terrible. Look at us now. You're still shit. He's George Burned. <laughs> <laughs> Milton Hurl. I don't know. He's just, he, Tim Wrongway. I don't know. Like, he's just not, he's just not, like, like you, the, you have to have the presence of self. He doesn't have the self-awareness, the, the, like, and, and in some ways that might be keeping him alive. If he was, uh, if he had a, a slight bit more of self-awareness that everybody else, you know, the knowledge of what people think about him, he probably would jump off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, it's hard to live hated. I mean, like if you're, I guess if you're, I guess if you're John Wayne Gacy, you know, you can, you can, you can make it work, but you know, and it looks the difference between John Wayne Gacy and Shirley is John Wayne Gacy actually killed occasionally. <laughs> and, and Twitter hadn't been invented or read it. No, no, absolutely not. So. Was in after that point, the covered alley line. Yeah. See, Sal doesn't know baseball, so he doesn't know. I mean, the point is, I you guys are drawing that line. We're talking about me. opinions and stupidity. I it's thought like... Mendoza was a fruit vendor. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're all very, we're all very lucky to be working. Absolutely. I mean, so I mean, look, and and uh, we're in a very unique position to be on a show that sells tickets. I mean, come on. Right. There's who lot... who who do you think on that crew could sell tickets on their own, and who needs the help of the show to sell tickets? Like, could Richard and Sal go out on their own as just comedians that don't have the help of the Howard Stern show and sell out a show? Well, they just – they don't have the time. Right, right. They, they, they they physically wouldn't have the time to do it, you know. Uh, uh, I what, don't what know. Do you, what, let me explain. What he means is they don't have enough time that they could physically put together. Minutes. Right. Minutes. They, they would have to Sal, get – Sal does 10 to 12, say 10 to 15. No, minutes. you have 45 minutes of material. Not 45. No, no when I do here. shows by myself, if I do a show without the killers or whatever, or I do about 25. So why wouldn't you do That's 25? That's not a You'd have to get yeah, a headline. You need at, least, at least you need at least 35 to 40 minutes minimum. I don't have that. Right, you need to, you need to have two guys that could do like 15 or 20 minutes and then a headliner that does right. close to an hour. That's about that's about right. Yeah, typically like 90 minute show. That's what you're looking for, and yeah. Uh, yeah, like 15 minutes for this, 10 minutes for this guy, 10, 15 minutes for that guy, and then a little break, and then all of a sudden the headliner goes out, and that's a full flowing show. I can only imagine what those fucking killers of comedy shows were like. It must have been like. Um, it must have been like, I don't know, Caligula's Palace or some shit when he decided to make it a, a, a whorehouse and have all the senators fucking their wives and shit in, in front of people. I mean, you know, it, it, I guess, like I said, if it's a con experience or the, the experience of getting near them or being, you know, go, going to see Amy Winehouse before she died, that kind of thing. I know for Artie, that was a draw. 
that was part of the draw. It was like, let's see how fucked up we can get him. Let's see if we can get him to say fire. You know, it really was like <laughs> going to Vegas and knowing you could pull a slot and something may come out, may not come out. But it's uh, it's a little morbid when you think about it too hard. Yeah, and I, uh, Richard Christie, I just dread to think what his stand-up was like. Because, I, you know, I, I love Richard. I think he's a very likable personality right. on the show. But, geez, I never thought he was funny. He was funny when they laughed at him, but I, he would never come up with anything uh, oh, no. funny. One of, his jo- like, one of his jokes he told on the air, I'm not, I'm not joking, he, he, he actually said uh, one of his bits was about how he's, he's upset that, you know, uh, uh, airplane toilets are aut- self-flushing because automatic, because when I get up, I like to look at what I left behind. What's the punchline? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ! Right. That was that was well, a legit joke. He said he used it as stand up. Well, didn't they? Uh, they played audio of him once uh, when they did that show in Cleveland, I think, or one of these shows. And uh, it was it was so funny because the audio was just Richard going, "You guys are wild, hey, you know, yeah. whoa, you get." And it's all just and, and and like at one point they just said, "Where are the jokes here?" And then Richard said, "Well, you know, I didn't want to put my jokes in because." That's my material. Like, well, well that's listening to this. Well, that's I, they're they're up there on that. They're up on that link I mentioned. The the one that you know about, um, like following the killers of comedy in Lakeland or whatever the fuck it is. Like it's a couple parts, and they're about twenty minutes long, perhaps. But you're right; it is all just in between shit. The you know getting to the bus station, the train station, the plane, the airport, and then some of the hotel hijinks. But it isn't entertaining, really. It's just filler. Oh, it's that guy Sequoia, the promoter, wasn't it? <laughs> that was the one Eric the kept kept bringing up. He was going to work with Eric the Midget. Oh, I love that. Get her a show because yeah. if if somebody's paying money and Richard comes up with those fifteen, well, minutes. I'm not talking about the time. I'm talking about more of the quality of the material. All right, uh, we're, we're going to take whatever. We're going to take a quick break. I don't know. I mean, because <laughs> you know what you, I'm I don't know. For. You've seen a lot of comedians. What do you think? Yeah, they need the help of the show, of course. I think they know that, though. Absolutely. We all need the help of the show, is the point. Quick break. We'll continue this conversation. Plus, we got to talk about J.D., the arm wrestling champ, and the shape everybody's in. You're listening to the wrap-up show. I'm sorry. We're laughing. I just informed J.D. that this weekend (laughs) in Vegas, he will be sharing a hotel room with John Sutter. (laughs) Have a blast, J.D. Waiting for John to get out of the fucking shitter. I'm shit JD. shitting. JD, honestly, how Knock much did out. how much did it hurt when Robin chose John the Stutterer oh, over you? You know what, uh, Robin? I, I don't know. I really have no idea what Robin's problem with me is. I mean, she says I'm crazy, yeah, but you know, <laughs> she whatever. She hardly talks to me. She's creepy. No, well, if I was so creepy, she would she would go up to someone else and get their pass. You know, if she needs to get through the doors, she comes up to me, specifically. Maybe. So I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. Are you is. saying that she secretly digs you? I don't know. Is Dude, it possible you're the closest to the door at the time? No, I'm not. No, no, Benji. Nice try. Wait, she wants to talk to you because she doesn't want to stop and engage Scott. It's, what the, you know, it's four in the morning. Whatever. Mike in Boston, you're on the wrap up show. Mike, you there? Mike's gone. Ah, now joining us, the Reverend Bob Levy. Welcome to the wrap-up oh, show. There we go. See ya. Hey guys. Hey, hey. Uh, I think Robin does want to bang JD secretly. That's for sure. So what's going know. on with the thing today? Now uh, <laughs> that was no. I, you know, all I hear is like I'm at a party and somebody's going, "Oh, you're getting killed on the radio." What party are you at at eight twenty in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I'll get my son ready. We're at uh, Belmore Lakes in Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big thing. One of those awful memories I'll have to get rid of. The therapy. <laughs> yes. No. Well, no. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) It's just, just like fucking throwaway. But it it brings back that whole, uh, I think Levy is Jeffrey Dahmer if he read a joke book. That whole soliloquy. (laughs) He's got the same delivery. It's a high, that's a highlight of the entire series run, that moment. Oh, yeah. That's a little, yeah. Uh, just Daddy to... had vodka at Belmore Lake. And, <laughs> and someone called him a hack. And... Yeah, to give you a 20 second recap, Bob, already was on the show yesterday. He referred to the killers of comedy as the hack pack. And uh, Shuley was very upset about that, came in during the show and let everybody, particularly Artie, know how he felt. Boy, did he let me have it. And then some. <laughs> and, uh, and, but no. But then I said, I said, look, I was kidding because someone asked me a question about the Killers of Comedy, and as a quick joke, I said, Hackback, it's not even a funny, it's just like, you know, you're thinking, you're just busting chops, and then I said, no, honestly, you know, Bob Levy was a great comedian as a part of that, and I, the, honestly, you were the only name that I thought his audience would know. And then he said he writes jokes for Chappelle. And then I said he also writes jokes for Dave <laughs> Chappelle, which, right, so that's, that's it, that's all it was, and surely got me, listen, I feel bad about the fact that um, you know, Shuley is is trying hard to work as a, as a comic, and and uh, I don't mean to uh, to hurt a guy whose career is sort of just starting and and blossoming a little bit. So I feel bad about that. I <laughs> he said he's just starting <laughs> a little bit. Contrary, contrary to, to Shuley telling you, I've been doing this for eight, ten years, <laughs> thirteen years. Yeah, I've been a comic for thirteen years. To Artie, that's he, like basically he that that that's really betraying Artie's true thoughts. That surely is no different than Richard or Sal, no matter how many years he's put in. And because of the show, them going out is the only reason they would sell any tickets. And that's the truth. Oh, yeah, he doesn't look at Shuley as being some kind of a one to watch for the future. This guy's going right. to be this guy, is, you know, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. He's not a grizzled veteran. He's not an up and coming, no. you know, star on the rise, <laughs> you know, catch a catch a falling star. And, um, you know, it, he it, it's but it, it, in his mind, he's like, well, you're you are on the same level with them. Like, that's what that's kind yeah. of what the whole problem is here. And you just don't realize it, surely. Like, know your place. And if if Shuley had a little bit more humility. A touch more humility as the MC to know that, yeah, I, I don't mind being around for the ride if I can get a bit more money because that's really what these shows were about making money that they weren't making at the show and needed to make. He could have, yeah. he could have dealt with this in a way where he just wouldn't have seemed so, um, needy, spiky, defensive, needy. Yeah. And if he'd actually, if he was that kind of personality, then when he left the show, and he did have stories, people would just go, I, I don't, I never, I liked him. You know, he was a nice guy. A bit like, you know, in the same way that Steve Grillo, no one harbors any resentment towards Steve Grillo. You know what I mean? But these, you don't listen to him either. No, <laughs> God, no. But if you, but surely just doesn't have the, have that personality now. He's just, this, I think, definitely set off uh, a lot of people. You know, he suddenly appeared on people's radar. And then obviously with Hurricane Sandy, the die was cast. Oh, it was, there was, you, you basically, uh, you threw away the Shuley playbook and you just saw in big neon letters hack every time you saw him. That's all you can yeah. think of. 
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, and releasing that Shulji set did not help anything. To them in the chutzpah yeah. to be like the Smashing no. Pumpkins and go, I'm going to release two records now. And they have something like, I don't know, 73 views on uh, on YouTube. Oh, he abandoned the channel. Like it's like he started up another. He probably couldn't remember his password. <laughs> and like the, have you seen the cover? The covers yeah. that he has, they they make you know like a Megadeth album cover look like uh, "Wish You Were Here" or something. Like, like they Peter just Sample. look. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from Megadeth fans. You know, I like Euthanasia as much as the next. You know, as right. much as the next guy, but uh, right, uh, I don't really. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I couldn't believe how how bad the whole thing, that whole shoology thing. Uh, I'll I'll get through it this year. <laughs> that'll that'll be your uh, Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, like there's nothing but bong hits and wrestling belts as adornments in this this character, this, you know, Shuli's uh, picture, and then he's in his underwear on a couch, like a forty year old slacker, you know, promoting like the <sighs> that, you know like some. Uh, you know, some awful pot lifestyle mentality. And I mean, it, it, when you get a little older, it's probably the worst thing you can appear as. It really is. It's, I was saying to someone recently, actually, like, uh, I know someone in my life who uh, is kind of mid 40s and is just never really grew up and never, you know, just is someone who it's like that guy you see at a festival hanging around yep. with 25 year olds. Yeah, and it just looks really sad. It's sad. Another thing as well, you know, we yeah, it is sad. But another thing about you know, we talk about reputations and what Artie did here with with Julie and the 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 hack kind of moniker that's followed him around. It's mm-hmm. a bit like, uh, do you know if you have a friend or someone in your social circle and he borrows money off somebody and doesn't pay back, right? Yep. And someone says, you know, that guy, uh, yeah, he's he didn't pay back or he borrowed money. That reputation you got there. You you might never ever get rid of it because nope. even if you borrow money for twenty times and pay it back, someone is probably going to remember the one time you didn't. So it's just like a reputation like this is mm-hmm. just impossible to shake off. And uh, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's surely still has it to this day. <laughs> well, yeah, it's followed him around like a bad fart, and uh, he yeah. he just doesn't understand that. Uh, like I said, the self awareness to know that maybe leave well enough alone, and maybe just get a work, get get a job at fucking yeah. Costco or something, and get a get a union position or something, and then don't it just the 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 comedy dream has failed, surely, well and truly. So go on and do something else. Now, mind you, if he's enjoying doing this podcast of his or whatever, if it's making him enough money to live, God bless him. Maybe I should move to Alabama, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I'd rather move to the Philippines. Anyway, we'll keep going, guys. I feel bad about that. I don't think he's a hack. I don't think Levy's a hack. I think you guys put on a funny show. You should go see yeah. the Killers of Comedy. And I work with Bob all the time. <laughs> I work with uh, Shuli all the time. And if I didn't like... You know, what, Artie, can I interrupt for a second? You know, and I think that if if I really thought you guys sucked, why would I put you on my show? What's so funny? Yeah, I, no, I, I, know, I know it's funny. Well, it's like no, a sales apology. Yeah, right. No, no, but, but Artie, Artie gets into this cadence that just reeks of insecurity. What do you want me to do? No, no, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to. Hi, like, this is Artie. No, he just goes, listen, kills a comedy are funny. I think he's a funny guy. Like it I sounds like it sounds like there's a gun to his head. Do you hat. realize how much <laughs> well, there is? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the life beat. Uh, the, the life beat. Yeah, commercials. yeah. 
Yeah, he just wants to get out of there. He just wants to end this now. It's yeah. yeah. He's again. He's he's just. He, I think he's doing quite well not to get really angry at the points here, Artie. I, I think so. Like it's it's a good thing I'm not some sort of egomaniac because you guys are putting me on some sort of pedestal here where you really are so into what I say and you think other people are into what I say. That is, it's really not the case, man. You take me out of the show and I'm you know featuring for uh, a tell in Missouri. I and trying to get back on a sitcom as as a fat neighbor, which you know is a great future. I I think the thing that gets that got the guys going and everything is the part when when you say the word hack is like calling almost like a, a black guy the n-word to a comedian and no it's how, not to a comedian it feels that way <laughs> no it's Telling not it. no it's not that that's what i think do you, you know, think people... what would you think you'd what was you think you'd Chappelle would rather be called a hack or a nigger uh probably the n-word i mean as a comedian i mean that's how i feel you know what I mean? i'm quite sure he'd rather right. be called a hack yeah this reminds me of what eric eric the midget said that once didn't he about the the midget word so it's yes. as bad as the n-word right and already goes like I, I tried it i called both i said it to both and i got my ass kicked by one and the other one it didn't matter um i never i'll never forget the one time he told a story about being at beecher's madhouse in in wherever it was vegas and um there was a champagne a bottle that was taken out of a bucket of ice and there was a, a, a like a dwarf they were doing dwarf tossing or something one of the dwarfs got threw up threw up and like got vomited he vomited right into the slot where the champagne bucket was it was a perfect shot <laughs> so right where the champagne was in the ice he said it was a perfect aim anyway we'll keep going guys degradation and well, I, disagree. Lynch I think you'd rather be called a hack than a nigger. I mean, come on. Hey, Bob, Shuley Sh- did something yeah. sort of interesting. He ranked the killers of comedy. If you're out on tour and you've got Artie, what, what would your lineup be, like, you know, from best to, to worst? Knowing all of them are good, of course. Well, everybody, I mean, look, I, I am proud of, like, both of the tours. I think they're both killer tours. That You know what I mean? If what tour? Don't I don't have a tour. Oh, well, I'm not touring. Well, you are. When you do a show, that's basically, you know, you're touring when you're out there. No, you know are I mean? you? How am I, first of all, how much time does Sal do on each show? Uh, on the bigger shows that we do with, like, me and Florentine, and that, he'd probably do 15. Right. You know what I mean? And then me and Jim would do the bulk of the ta- time, and then uh, Shuley would do, like, uh, a lot of the time up front. Is you know Shuley I mean? better than Florentine as a comedian? As a, no, as a comedian, uh, uh, Shuley's really good, but I don't think he's, no, he's not better than Jim. You know what I mean? But he's very good. I mean, everybody. I'm, I'm proud of all of them. I think they're all doing a great job. Who's the, who's the least talented on the kill? Yeah, let's get right to I mean, the one that you get. The one that if you had to drop, you know what? You had to push one who's off got, the board. Who's getting cut? I don't think I, I wouldn't cut anybody. I mean, I really think everybody does a great job in their own. You got to cut one guy. Gun to your head. You got to cut one guy. <laughs> Levy's doing his best politician impression as well. Clearly. Yeah, he's but he's struggling. But it, it, look, it's a shitty question to ask, though. He's got to face is. those guys. He's got to go, go out with them. I mean, like it's just, you know, I don't blame him for, for yeah. um, you know, for being, fo- being foxy. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, the only one I would cut is probably Richard, only because. Uh, all right, enough said. So, so okay, no, just no, maybe thinks Richard sucks. Fine, we get it. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. What do you he's mean, Richard? Prima, How, why he, is Richard a prima donna? Richard's the worst no, comic he, on the tour. 
No, he's not. He's, he's the not. hackiest he, of the Packers. <laughs> he, he, he always got to have the certain plane trips. It's just a lot of work with him. That's the only oh, thing. Oh, by the I way, the that's another thing. I got a mouthful about Richard's prima donna shit. What do you mean? Because oh. I get it the, I get the other end of Bob, it. Bob, can I get into this? Or Here, Okay, let me quickly yeah, let me Richard tell you. might be assholing himself out of a gig. Here's what I get. What I get from Richard is because he comes to me and he says, yeah. when, when, hold on, Bob. When he comes to me and he says, God, when I do these trips with Bob, Bob finds the cheapest ticket he can find. Right. Which sends me, like, if, because if we're playing Miami, i got to fly from, like, Atlanta to Chicago back down to That's Miami. Brutal. That's brutal. Like, adding hours to your flight by going backwards. Yeah. Jesus. Or going, like, westwards yeah, well, and then going south. You know what, Fillmore? Things haven't changed. Look what happened in uh, Pottsville or Pottstown, wherever the fuck that place is. You know, where the, the show was. It was people sleeping rough in their cars and... <laughs> Much like oh, Potsdam, God. there were massive bombs. <laughs> yeah, these were no. members of the. These were were actual uh, staff members of the Shuley of the Shuley Network. It's not a mm-hmm. network, by the way. It's just a joke. Yeah, that's right. And everybody laughed on cue. Sure I think I yeah. The, I think that the hardest part, the the hardest thing there is like. Uh, like the 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 what they're going to talk about now we're going to almost ready to wrap this up uh surely like uh sorry richard's talking about the lack of like professionalism in terms of coordination and i can only like to me there's nothing more frustrating than transit like if these guys are all effed up like Shulevi's incompetent Shuley's just a st- wake and bake stoner and they're all idiots and then looking for instead of you know rationalizing well the time you spend in you know, layovers, you spend money maybe in between, you might miss your flight, wasting time. Let's just say, don't do that gig. And that's what Richard's going to come into, into, in the studio and start talking about, like, maybe better not to, I'll decide not to do the gig if it's that much of a hassle, the way you guys organize it, which is mm, not organized, yeah. you know. Chicago back down to not Miami. True. Not true at And he all. said not that, you know, by the time I get there, I'm so fucking exhausted. We, we only have one flight. It's always one flight, but he doesn't like to get on a smaller plane sometimes. Bob, says, I want to Bob on- you told me that you've missed a plane at least once because Richard was drinking and and said, look, you got to come find me. I'm getting drunk. Uh, otherwise- well, no, he, wasn't, he was drinking at the bar. That never Thing. Uh, it's Rescue Me Extras, Richard Christie. Richard, are you hey. a prima donna? Is that a fair... No, is it too much to ask? When we were in Toronto, I got stuck in an airport for a full day. Because, because I didn't get to book my own flight. Yeah, but nobody gets to book their own. There's six guys. How can you let one Jim Florentine book, book his own flight? Because Levy's an idiot. He can't comprehend that people can independently go on like Kayak or Kiwi.com or Agoda or something and just fucking or booking or Expedia and get their own fucking flight and make their way in independently. Sure. And just, you know, if it's part of the deal, just send on the cost and, and they can be reimbursed or whatever depending yep. on what they've arranged show the receipts show the credit card bill now it comes yeah. on your phone i mean it's all out it's all automated now he was the only one because he was coming from somewhere else all i Otherwise, asked we is... had a, we had a limo picking us up you can't have a limo come six times i would have paid for my own, i would have paid for my own cab i don't mind all i ask i like booking my own flights when we do these comedy shows because a promoter is not going to give a shit about how you get there they're going to put you on a small plane, give you flights where, where you have to do layovers. If I book my own, I'll do a direct flight to wherever we're going, and I'll make sure it's a full-size plane. That's the only thing. I'm terrified of flying, 
And I don't think that's being a prima donna that I don't want to fly a prop plane to somewhere. Well, I was on uh, Bob's side, but now I'm on Richard's side. I've never been on one, thank God, and I hope I never will be. But I, I will tell you, he, he, that's coming from uh, his days in death or, you know, charred walls of the damned or whatever he played in, yeah. where they had to be playing South America and probably got really shitty flights with all this gear and stuff. Yeah. Like that scene in Almost Famous at the end when they're all getting <laughs> that uh, turbulence it's probably nightmarish the turbulence is like free fall it's like yeah heart in your you know stomach in your throat kind of oh yeah uh, with those prop planes so i don't blame them dude i hate it too i hate it yeah so i it's, i'm a i'm a richard here yeah it's not a prop plane at all it's you guys had to fly a prop plane from cleveland back to uh new york that was one time. That was I, one time. We yeah, but that one plane. time, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. But, I if, if I agree with Richard. Yeah, yeah if you but, guys would have booked your own flights, you would have known that you weren't going to be on a prop plane. You guys but, didn't even know until you got to the airport that you had to fly a prop plane because the booking agent uh, or the the promoter booked that flight. Bob, if, if if Richard's willing to handle his own ground transportation on both ends, and he calls you up and says, "I got a flight, and this is how much it is." What's the big deal if he books his own flight? No, I mean, that's fine, but he's going to have to get from the airport. He's going to have, you know, all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> but said, Bob's making it sound like he's got a, he's, he's the Franklin expedition. It's, he's got to map so much yeah. out. Like, dude, it's simple. What the fuck? You're, you're, you know, he's got no problem. Most, most humans would not have a problem with that. Most adults. No, you walk out, you hail a cab or whatever you say, here's the hotel and. Or you opt for a rental car or whatever, and you go. These days now, your GPS yeah. is your Google Google Maps or whatever the fuck you're using. MapQuest or whatever. Maybe it's the, all, you know. Maybe there's something else happening here. But Bob seems to be fairly defensive here about having oh, him time. organizing the trip. Maybe. I wonder if you did an audit on, on uh, the expenses on this tour, I, you know. I, I tell I you, there's probably fine. a lot more to that that idea than than meets the eye. Because I mean, we know that Shuli's mm. suspect, extremely suspect with all that shit. We've witnessed with Scott, with um, with Richard himself. Actually, yeah. that was a great one we covered. Uh, Shuli math with with Carrie, and um, if it was not booked by the promoter and booked by Levy, so that they could save more mm -hmm. money, or that Levy he Levy could tell him. Like the, we're gonna shoulder some of the cost for this. Say it's this much, and it actually costs this much. You know what I mean? Mm, Claim two hundred, but it costs like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's that's entirely possible. I would do that. Yeah, I would. I would take care of that myself. I don't mind. I know. And the main thing is trying to get people the money because because you know what I mean. Because I got six guys on the show, and he's got Gary telling him what he should make a show, and oh, stop. I can't afford that. Well, that's another thing in Pittsburgh. I got three hours from uh, Levy about how big of an asshole Richard is. You're right. I, I'm, I, not tell, I, I'm not telling Richard what he should make a show. <laughs> no, okay. no I mean, Richard, uh, Levy thinks that Richard consulted you and you gave him a way too high price. And now that's I didn't give him any price. I didn't give him, I didn't give him a price at all. He said he, he, said he felt he was being underpaid. And I said to him, Artie, you and I had this conversation on the plane. Right. That, well, I that told you, you got, what I think you should be making based on... Your status, if you come, but not, yeah. not even we're not even talking about that. I said, if you're unhappy with what Bob is paying you, right. then Don't your choice it. is to either accept it or go out on your own and do your own thing. But that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's a prima donna to say, "Hey, this is how much money I would like to get." If they're not willing to pay it, then I just won't do the show. I don't mind well, not doing the shows. I'm not. Like I'm it. not asking or forcing people to give me this amount of money. Now, what you're going to hear is Bob try to. 
ease him back into the fold and make sure he knows, like, no, we need you there without saying it because he's desperate to have Richard and Sal on there to make more ticket sales. That's just, that's all that's about. And Richard knows he has that value. I think we talked about, we, we, you and I discussed it. Carrie and I discussed yeah. it. He knows he's the draw or one of the draws. Richard is the difference between them making a profit or actually losing money. I yes. I believe, and because Phil, mm-hmm. or, or, sorry, yeah, Shuli said that before. He said they 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 lost money on plenty of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Killers of Comedy. So I I think Bob Bob knows that he's he's aware of that, and so he's got to walk a fine line here. You got it, absolutely. <laughs> saying hey, if they don't want to pay it, then fine. I I would rather not do the show. We'd all like to make a certain amount of money on every gig, but sometimes you can't. And the main thing is for the future to build the tour up where it's going to be huge and we're going to be making huge money. Uh, well, and I sometimes know. The thing is, all though, take a beat. you don't build up a comedy tour. There's either demand no. or there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like an up and coming rock band playing the dives, then playing the clubs, then playing the theaters and then playing the arenas, and then playing the fucking stadiums. That's not how that works. Like you're established, this is your height. This is your zenith of the big, over like far-reaching Stern show. And if it ain't working now, it's not going to be working in 2020. If you're on the Stern show, he doesn't. He doesn't move and the needle Stern. Like if you think what 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 Bob is kind of thinking there is, oh, um, uh, people who aren't who don't listen to Stern are going to hear us. And they're yeah. going to think we're great. Well, you know, listen to that Sal joke that he told earlier. And how many people who aren't don't listen to the Stern show would find that joke about his finger funny or this whatever it was? Maybe I'm like, like how it's bad, just, how awful it was. Maybe you might laugh awful, like, yeah. like embarrassingly and, and 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 you know like giggling nervously to see if anybody's around and looking over your shoulder to make sure that yeah. you know you know a certain segment of the population isn't going to come in and just beat storm the stage and rip him to pieces for that joke. Yeah. So once you see this show, once you see this show, Fillmore, are you going to go, if they're saying, oh, we're coming back in six months, you're not going to go again. No. You're not you really going to hear the same it, it's, it's not like. You've already also, seen the Iron Cheek and Beetlejuice. Right. And it's also not like a band in that they're, they're going to play a different set list, new album, maybe touring yeah. a different album, that kind of shit. Oh, they got a new guitarist yeah. or whatever, or this guy's sick. Let's see, different venue. And also, you know, you that's the, that's the, the, the one weird thing. A comic can't do their old stuff anymore, but bands are expected to do their old stuff. Yeah. Unless you're a Dice Clay and, you know, Dice Clay can do the greatest hits, all the poems and stuff. But man, don't, don't you dare try that if you're, you know, uh, someone else. But Bob, like you, I know you and Sal and Shuley, like you, you, I don't want to kind of say that you need the money, but this is your living, Bob. And so you take a lot more gigs than I do. I can afford not to do a lot of these gigs. So. To make it worth me being terrified of flying and going through the hassle of being stuck in an airport all day, I would like to get a certain amount of money for a gig. Yeah, Richard told me, like, he would tell me, this is the only thing I consulted about, Bob. He would tell me what okay. he would make to go to, say, Los Angeles for the weekend and do four shows, and it sounded to me like a very low amount of money. Now, I'm not putting the tour together, and I said, if you don't like that money, then you shouldn't do it. And Sa- uh, Richard is such a nice guy, he doesn't want to beg off the tour because then Sal won't be able to go and Sal really does Wait a minute, why is that? Why do well, Richard Sal, Sal will go. Can still go. Yeah. But Richard said if I if I leave then then you know then he, you were telling me that you thought that he would hire both you and Sal together or that you would talk about airing your dirty laundry. What kind of people would go to a show seeing a bunch of desperate money starved fucking urchins like, you know, just just derelicts yeah. hoping and praying that people show up for a gig and then bitching about money 
beforehand. It's terrible, isn't it? Like it, it, these are guys getting up on a stage and they're already talking about how they're all on the balls of their ass and right. they're sensitive and their feelings are hurt and <laughs> they're afraid of flying and they have a drinking problem and they they haven't got enough money and you know it's. Poof. It's I grim. mean, it's <laughs> ground zero for fans to go to the gig with a huge banner saying hack pack and then hold it aloft <laughs> just to set off like one yeah. or all of them. Yeah. And then also to like just, you know, send drinks to Richard, get him shit faced on stage and yeah. film it or whatever. That, at that point, you're just going for the goof. And I'm not even talking any funny. The funny has already left the room. It's not even entering the room. You're going to see assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it. It's like let's look. At it. Sometimes it's funny to watch the monkeys yeah. in the zoo. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh you know, God. like uh, like let's see them throw shit against the the glass barrier. You know, that's about it. And so, like, you're not going, man. I, I've heard good things about Kevin Hart. He might be funny. I've never gone to see him. That's great. No, you're going to this knowing they're desperate for money, and if I buy them a drink, they'll probably take it. Yeah, and I might get uh, the Iron Sheik to sh swear at me and throw a punch. You know, that's the yeah. <laughs> that's the highlight. <laughs> call me a jabroni. Sal didn't yeah. want to walk away. Now it's not like that. Levy told me that. Levy told now me, of course, like you that. would hire Sal. By no, the and the yeah. thing is too, like I always think of it of it this way: if if a promoter is not willing to pay me the amount of money I'm asking for, then I won't do the show. I don't mind not doing the show, and then you guys can get more money like i don't mind that i think that would help you guys out too i'm not being a prima donna by asking for a certain amount of money which and that might be richard's naivete but i don't believe he's holding something over their head i think he's actually thinking in this case he's being honest and saying look if i don't go you guys sell x amount of tickets if i go you sell yeah. x amount of tickets maybe a little more but mostly you're going to lose more money if you have to pay me for anything it all comes back to uh, the one, the, the episode you covered with Carrie, which is mm -hmm. if everything was above board, if Shuli had nothing to hide, to be no, to, none of this would have called it, caused any issue. Shuli would have just said, well, look, Richard, here's actually what it is. Because he asked basic yep. questions. Why are we not getting paid for a second show? Shuli would have just said, well, here's how, here's the breakdown. Here's how it works. Here's how much people are getting. And that's it. That's it. But it didn't, he, it, but it didn't go that way because, no. and that's why, uh, Bob Levy is, is fumpering along here because yep. he's he's trying to conceal something. <laughs> he's juggling. He's juggling scam after yeah. scam after scam. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I realize I I'm not very confident in myself, and I don't think I deserve a ton of money. But yeah, but it's not from... about Richard. It's not about the stand up. It's the promotion that you bring to these gigs. You and Sal that's bring the most promotion to Correct. everybody. So right. that's why you're so valuable he, to the tour. Here's what it is. This is what. And it I think he. Gets I think he gets paid a, a nice amount for doing 10 minutes on a show, and I'm well, telling you. I but it's too. not just, hold on, Bob, it's not just about the 10 minutes he does. It's about the promotion. You guys need each other. Bob, you We you, all need each you, other. You, I do, I do promotion, need, too. But but you but forget about the promotion you do. They're doing the promotion on the show, right. and that goes a much longer way, so they need to be compensated for that. But they can't put a full show on without you, and you need to be compensated for that. And that's a conversation I have with Richard. I never gave exactly. him numbers, man. I think Gary did give him numbers, to be honest with you. And and when he's and and even just by yeah. saying you should be asking for more, you've already done the damage. Oh yeah, once yeah. you sow that seed, yeah, yeah.
Gary instigated but, uh, that aspect of it. But but also Richard probably did deserve a bigger cut. And the problem is he probably did a head count knowing what the tickets were like and knowing what the size yeah. of the venue. It doesn't take a genius to just go one, two, three, four. Why am I only getting 500 bucks when we sold like a thousand tickets at 20 yeah, bucks well, a pop? Uh, uh, and I'm essentially a linchpin for this because of my my affiliation and popularity on the show. And and not only that, I'm uh, I'm in a prop plane when I don't you know I can't even get to pick how I, I travel. <laughs> I I think Richard is right. I think Rich. I you know. But look, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a buoyism, guys. Well, um, we're going to leave that one as it is, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, the next time Len and I get together, we will probably be going back into the Drew, finishing that one off, possibly, uh, or going into some other uh, topics of his of his choosing, or something that uh, that we both decided <laughs> we gotta we gotta nail this thing to the wall. But uh, as for the future Shuli stuff, we will get it done. But again, it goes in the mix. A lot of different episodes. So if you're a fan, if you're only fan for the Shuli stuff um i'd suggest save your money because we don't do we're not going to do enough to satisfy you but if you like the other stuff it's more than worth uh, your while and uh, it's just five bucks not even what a latte over at starbucks in most most big most big cities so it's uh, we think it's worth your while for 10 episodes uh 10 episodes a month if you want to see if you want if you want to hear a, a concept getting beaten to death you know subscribe to the Shuli network that's where <laughs> That's for you, the Uncle Reek Go Show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this one, brother. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. And t- guys, we love you. Take care. Stay safe wherever you are. Uh, Johnny was going to call in with the uh, later man. Good, thanks for calling. All right, Eric. Announcement. Take today, care, buddy. He sprained his ankle. Yeah, we'll see you. Right, hey, Eric, Eric I got to run a little. Take care, buddy. All right, thanks, Eric. Oh, wait, wait. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyone looking to go to no. concerts this summer? No. Check out. Get no, no one wants to go. Com. We'll see you, buddy. Bye. Hank, you're on the air. Hey now, Howard. <laughs> Howard.